Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Think Movie Show. My name is Francisco, and I am joined with Brian Prado. And I think the first thing we want to start off with is yesterday, me and you mm-hmm. saw Avatar two in theaters in IMAX three D. Way of the Water. The Way of the Water. You saw it for the first time. First time, yeah. This was my second time seeing it. So I'm going to ask you, since you're the first time viewer, what did you think about Avatar 2, The Way of Water? I will never doubt James Cameron again. Nor should anyone. If you've been listening to the podcast, I we might have talked about um, like a list I saw of like Disney uh, showing off. Is it Disney, right? Yeah. Is it, well, now showing Disney, off yeah. the entire list of like all the new Avatar movies coming out. Yeah. And I was like, Man, it it was in that mode where I was like, I don't like like the IP stuff, like mm-hmm. especially like making like a whole bunch of them, like yeah. that's all you're making. And so I was in a mode, I was like, do we really need this, right? I think it's on the podcast. I think we talked about this. Yeah, we were we like, talk we were about very this. against it. We we're like, yeah. we don't want IP shit. We want original yeah, stuff. Why exactly. Are we going back. We were like one of those like haters. Exactly. Man. Yeah. During this movie, every almost every other scene, I was like, James Cameron is pushing the medium forward. Yeah. I've never seen a movie look like this ever. Yeah. I saw it in 3D. Mm-hmm. First, maybe 20 minutes, the 3D was kind of yeah. uh, like a little bit jarring you for me. You have to adjust, yeah. But once you are <laughs> in the world, yeah. in Pandora, it, 3D doesn't even, it looks the same. And it, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. You are 3D. The yeah. movie is 3D, whatever. Yeah. And you are just transfixed. You are deeply ingrained. Yeah. In James Cameron's world. And just for that alone, I consider it to be a masterpiece. Yeah. That's not even talking about anything else. Yeah. Just, just just him pushing the medium forward. He's do he is doing what every filmmaker wants to achieve is, yeah. is to push. Is to yeah. push. And I, I'm grateful to have watched it mm-hmm. in, in a theater, mm-hmm. in an in a IMAX 3D experience with Francisco. It yeah. was an amazing experience. Yeah. Now, talking about the movie, like uh, Avatar, the, fir- like, the first Avatar, like stories, it's simple, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. I think that's great for it. I, I, I think this, a simple story can go a long way. Yeah. Especially with like what's happening, what's happening visually. Yeah. It's a lot of complex shit where for first time, if, if you're not... When Avatar came out 2009, people weren't ready to see that. You know, they weren't ready. That's exactly. why it made so much money, you know? What this movie has, what I think I didn't get from the first one, I haven't rewatched the first one since I was fucking 10 years old. Mm. This movie has so much fucking heart. Yeah, it does. I cried during this movie. Yeah. I was in tears towards the last half. Yeah. This movie's so fun. It is. The water, the water looks better than real life. <laughs> it does, man. It's crazy. I want to fucking live here. Yeah. Right? I, I was mm-hmm. so pissed when I got out there. I was like, man, I'm not in Pandora anymore, I know. It's dude. Fuck, dude. Like, it's funny because I, when I first saw it, and then I immediately was thinking, I, I can't wait for Brian to see this. Because I saw it, loved it. I loved Avatar 2. Um, I rewatched the first Avatar before watching Avatar 2 because mm-hmm. I was the same way. I was a big proponent of it being like a simple story, nothing special. Visually, it's really cool. Um, but I was like, it's nothing special. About mm-hmm. it. I already watched it. Ate my words. One of the stupidest things I've ever said in my life. Yeah. I didn't know. I was young when I saw it. And I just carried that along with me. That's why it's very important to rewatch movies. I know mm-hmm. people don't like to rewatch movies or reread the book, same books that they've read that they didn't like. Like, you don't have to give it a second shot. You know, if you feel like you don't like it, you don't like it. 
But for me, I'm very adaptable when it comes to changing my mind. Like I'm, I'm, I'm all for changing my mind. Yes. If I hate a movie and then I see it the next, and two months from now, like two months after that, and I love it, I'm like yes. Or if I love a movie, then I hate it the next. I'm like yes. This is what art is about. This is what you know, making stories. All this is about. Especially watching something that you haven't seen in a while. Yeah, you like forget. you're like a new person. Yeah, you. So for- like yeah. you're you're gonna take it in differently. New experiences, new life experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're just a different person. And so I watched it on a plane. I forgot that I was on a plane. Holy so shit. it's really cool. Yeah. Um, then so I was like, I'm ready. I can't wait for this movie. People are saying it's really good. And then I watch it just transfixed throughout the entire runtime. I couldn't believe what I was watching because the first the story isn't anything crazy. Mm-mm. Like it's not like it's not like a huge elevation but the craft i feel like it is elevated yes right not just visually cuz visually it looks oh my god out of this world it looks it looks like what i envision like a, like when you envision another planet and you envision like the the trees and plants and everything you're like okay I kind of envision something like avatar and then you see it for the first time you're like oh yeah this movie looks better than what i had I could ever envision in my life. And then the water looks so crystal It just looks like something you haven't seen before. That's what yeah. I keep thinking. It's like... Yeah. I've never seen this shit in my life. Exactly. I've never. Never seen this shit in my That's life. That's what it feels like. When, when they... when they Spoilers ahead? You want to talk spoilers? Yeah, actually, yeah. Spoilers. If you haven't seen Avatar The Way of the Water... There's just, water in this movie, and that's, that's my main point. Yeah. When when the the main cast, they, they, they go to this like other part of the planet... Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. What's the name of the planet? <laughs> or the, the, well, the, the, well, it's a, it's on the same planet, but it's like a... In the same planet. But it's like different on the area. other side of the planet. Or yeah. Like a farther, you They know? fucking fly for like ever to yeah, get they, there. They fly for a long time. But like that that moment when they finally reach it and mm-hmm. they, they're they looking at all these new species. Yeah. These, these like similar looking uh, people with like longer, bigger tails. Yeah. Like wider and stronger. Yeah, they're, they're like hands are thicker. That's the moment. Bro, I was like, I'm completely invested. Yeah. Nothing can take me out of this world. I yeah. am in Pandora. Yeah. I am living with these people. Yeah, nothing around me matters. Exactly. Like, I was um, eating candy and drinking slush. And, and no, the first time I was eating popcorn. And usually I'm munching on that. Like, yeah. the movie's good, I'm munching on it. Mm-hmm. And once I got to there, I kind of just stopped doing everything. I kind of was like, I'm going to put the popcorn down. I'm I'm in here. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm in this space. I'm in Pandora. Like, I'm getting wet. Like, I got to dry myself off. You know, I that's the biggest towel. compliment we can give. Yeah, literally. I'm pretty sure. James like, Cameron's probably like, yeah, that's what I want to hear. Exactly. I want to live there. Yeah. Like, I, I lived there for as long as the movie, uh, the runtime. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what he was going for. That's the biggest compliment I think I can give. Like, and also, he's pushing the medium forward. Yeah. He's very, he he loves change. And I think in interviews in the past and in the present, he's very open to change. And he kind of embraces it. He's like, oh, Oh, uh, I want to make a, a a movie slash TV show where it's like the same thing, once released in theaters and once like a seven hour version of that, like in TV form. Like he's very futuristic. He's very futuristic, um, and he loves to play with with what traditional filmmakers want to do, right? Because in a sense, he's kind of is a traditional filmmaker. He is right. He's very. He knows what he wants. He's uh he's very cut and dry in how he directs. But the thing that elevates him is that visually the momentum that he has with every shot and every cut is like whoa this dude's like this dude's doing kung fu right now right exactly where it's like oh yeah i do mma it's whatever he's like one of those like yeah i do mma bruh 
and then you just see him move. You're like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, All, this dude's crazy. Although this movie feels very futuristic and he's yeah. pushing a lot of things forward, it feels like classic cinema. It still. is. Still. Yeah. And that's just James Cameron. Yeah. He's been making movies since the 80s yeah. or the 70s. Yeah, baller. So you still have this. Me and Francisco were talking last night for like mm-hmm. 45 minutes about this movie. Oh, yeah. We were. I saw the time. I was like, oh, damn. It was like been like 45 Dude, minutes. Dude, he has a certain level of finesse. Yeah. This like certain level of swagger. Yeah. With each shot, each frame, mm-hmm. each each scene, uh, even the dialogue, but like mainly the action where it was like someone's getting fucking just darted in, in their yeah. chest with an arrow. Yeah. And you feel it, you dude. You feel it. And even like certain like angles that the, the camera's in, it just, ah, uh, it feels very classic. Yeah. But like new at the same time. Yeah. yeah. I was telling, there was a couple of shots that it's like um he uses the same type of shots that he uses in, in the same in Avatar 1. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of new stuff that's come out from 2009 to now. Like Game of Thrones has come out with dragons and flying. Yeah. And, and there's been a whole lot of other stuff, you know, that has come out with aliens and shit like that. Where now he's adapted that from Avatar 1 to Avatar 2. And just the brutal nature of just the way they just cock back there, the bows and arrows, and just it hits someone, and you feel it, you hear it, and then it goes into a tight close-up of what they're thinking and what they're saying, and yeah. you're like, is this, is this person a real person, or is this CG? I have no idea, yes. but it looks fucking crisp. The close-up tracking shots of like yes. just their face yeah. while they're maneuvering through like the water or like uh, the forest. Yeah. It it feels very it's very hard to describe. No, I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, I'm at a loss for words from this movie. It's a uh, it's, it's cool. This movie feels cool. It's cool, man. I think the, look, <laughs> it, he's not doing some avant garde shit, which is I love avant garde mm-hmm. stuff. Like I, I love things that that confuse me, but that challenge me. He's making a blockbuster. He's making a blockbuster, right? And people, I think over the last ten years, have gone to like kind of hints at that word blockbuster it's like okay so it's like a marvel movie or a superhero movie right yeah or or an action reboot of something or it's like oh my god okay with no substance no real love for the craft right and every shot and every and like the the movie's called the way of the water right and they keep saying like the way the water has no beginning has no end and it's just like this force that like you it takes you once you're here and then same thing when you're gone it's like an energy giving back right and this whole movie has this momentum. N- nothing like the first movie. The first movie is just like well crafted and really good pace what pacing wise mm-hmm. because it's long, pretty long movie. This one's longer, right? And it's just the momentum that everything from putting a scene bookended by another scene where one scene is like super sad and emotionally gut punch you, and then the next scene you're like holding on to your seat because it's like one of the most brutal action sequences you've ever fucking seen in your life and then the next scene is like something so genuinely cool and happy and and, and amazing and you're like i can't believe i'm feeling yeah. all of these things at yeah. this moment and it's just like it doesn't feel off like you're, you're not feeling like a lot of the whale scenes dude the the the, the way james cameron puts these like whales the i forgot what they're called man but yeah the just the way they interact with each other and like just the shots of like a baby interacting with like the other baby calf and they're just like telling stories and it it's so simple you it's, believe it you believe it, it. It's, it's not corny it, it's not corny and like for another filmmaker it's like this is the most corny shit like this is doesn't work like i think a lot of uh, what helps is like the artistic design of the uh navi yeah 
just like they're they're super like yellow eyes yeah. blue they, they glow in the dark a little they bit glow. too yeah they just look sick yeah like from a design perspective they just look really fucking cool to look at yeah. so you never want to take your eyes off them yeah i think that's what helps a lot too mm, but they're almost kind of recognizable you know what i mean yeah. like they're not completely alien mm -hmm. right they, it's like i can recognize that but then it's just it's like eye catching and like I think James Cameron is a genius in, in, in terms of how he designs these characters and, and in these, you know, these other worlds, other otherworldly people. Right. Yeah. With the way they tell the tell is compared to the other to the other Navi who are like swimmers, mm -hmm. their tails and the way that the, the, the fucking dragons are. And when they're in the jungle compared to like these like. Sea creatures. Sea creatures who like have wings who can fly a little bit. Yeah. And it's just like he's a genius in that, right? Man. And it's so simple. It's nothing crazy, nothing too like when I was it looks like a shark, it looks like a whale. Like there's things that we as a regular audience member can recognize exactly. and can relate to, right? When I was watching this movie, I was like, okay, I was trying to relate it back to music. Because mm -hmm. the way I describe music that I like, like describing something about the music I like, like it's very earwormy. Like it yeah. catches you. Like it's very this movie is nothing but that. Yeah. It's, it's like eye catching. It's like, oh, I love this chorus. It's everything about yeah. it looks yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything. Yeah. I, I don't know what one thing doesn't. Even like the main meme mm -hmm. for this movie, yeah. uh, being the uh the marine yeah. with, with the with the sunglasses and yeah. his fade. Yeah. You know? That being like he like there's a reason why he's in me. He looks cool. Yeah. He's a piece of shit yeah. in the movie. <laughs> yeah. He looks cool though. Yeah. And I, I, that helps. Yeah, and the thing is, it's recognizable. Like they have tattoos. Their yeah. hairstyles are like very earthy. Like it's very like yeah, this dude's in the military for sure. Yeah, the way his buzz cut is and everything. Just the way. Oh my. Yeah. Like one of my first favorite scenes in the movie is like when these Marines are are, are dropping down onto Pandora. Yeah. And first, you you get the 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 scene where like everything's fucking catching on fire. Yeah. And, like immediately when they come here, it's like oh, we're destroying your planet. Fuck yeah. off. Yeah. And then. They immediately come down out of their out of their ship, like guns. They're holding yeah. their guns, and they're all like getting up on their feet. Like just yeah. that scene alone is like, oh my god, this is fucking awesome. Yeah, this is great. Yeah, I love this. I'm invested already. This is amazing. Yeah, and you know from the get, because obviously we know who the good guys and the bad guys are, right? Yeah, the people who are Pandora, the the Navi, they're protecting their homeland. That's all they want to live, and it's just like a simple story that's like so simple to grasp. But it's like holding up a mirror to, to like the audience member. It's like, these are the bad people. And look what they're doing. Yeah. Right? Look what they're doing. And it's nothing too like on the, like it's, it's on the nose. Right. But it's not, it's not trying to be like very creative. It's like, no, these are just, this is what happens. This is bad. This when is corporate good. Corporate greed happens. And this is bad. This is good. This is shit. What happens when, like, when billionaires and trillionaires want to, you know. Colonize your planet. Colonize your planet. They found this thing that de-ages you, yeah. stops aging you forever, and you have to kill these beautiful, intellig highly intelligent creatures who are smarter than us, right? They even make a joke. It's like, not smarter than me, because I'm killing them, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. But like, they compose symphonies. They do all this shit. They feel. So whenever you do get those scenes where like these people are killing these, these animals and these highly intelligent, sensitive creatures... You automatically are like, okay, yeah, humans are pieces of shit. And James Cameron's like, yeah, you that's there, the point. You yeah. get there because of these scenes with the well when exactly. they're interacting with exactly. Navi, with exactly. the Navi, right? Like it feels very personable, even though they're sea creatures. Exactly, yeah. But because they're like 
light years ahead of us. They're so fucking smart. Yeah. They they have more like they're very spiritual. They're yeah. deeply emotional. Yeah, and you, just like by the eyes, like just yeah. their little two eyes that are yeah. that are looking at these characters. You're like, man, I fucking love you. Yeah, yeah, and like this is awesome. And that's the classical nature of James Cameron's filmmaking, where the the scene before is like, yeah, these these creatures are highly intelligent, and it's so happy, and it's so fun. And it's like. Look at look at how they interact. We tell stories. We sing. They actually compose music, and we sing together. And everyone's having a good time. And in the next scene, there one the mom that you just met, the mom whale, it yeah. is killed with the baby. Yeah. And it's like, oh fuck, this is what I, like this is the classical filmmaking where it's like, let me set this up right here, and this happens. The same thing with with the brothers, right? Where the younger brother's always like, come on, don't be scared, and the other the older brother's like very protective of him, and he's like. No, that's my fault. Sorry, Dad. And the Dad's like, stop trying to get in trouble with him. Mm-hmm. You got to control him. And, you know, it happens like three, four times. So, like, when it happens by the fourth time, you're like, okay, something bad is going to happen. But it's like training you. You know what I mean? And that's the classical filmmaking that James Cameron's like, super well-known. Like, for. it doesn't need to be overly complex. Like, yeah, I like that the the enemies are one-dimensional. Like, I, I don't mind give, give because... Me, give Bring back one-dimensional villains. Yes. They're the best sometimes. Because... It's all factual. Yeah, yeah. It's all documented in yeah. history. It's, you were telling me, yeah, it's like, oh no, this is these are real people in history who were one-dimensional evil villains. Yeah, they have no respect, yeah. no morals. They're like, yeah. let's get some. Let's fucking kill this fucking well. <laughs> Super fire till we die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hoorah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this, is, this is it. And you're right. Like, there's countless... They, they don't even think twice about it. That, they that, don't. That, that's the essence of it. They, they don't think twice they're like this is our mission i will live by my mission and die with my brothers yeah right yeah and there's that uh that loyalty not only to your brothers but Mm -hmm. to these people sending you to go do this like your your government your your fucking uh corporations telling you hey we need to do this extract this fucking so we make eight million dollars off this what a well fucking serum i don't know what the fuck it is the brains yeah brain serum or something um but but it's like that. It's like I am one dimensional. I am evil. Yeah. Our Earth is fucking diminishing. Oh, yeah. We're they say dying. Yeah. They say yeah. That's my mission. The Earth is dying. We have to colonize this place. We have to colonize. This we place. have to pesticide. We have to take care of these pesticides. And I, and I love that scene. They're like, well, you know, these people are kind of hostile. Yeah, yeah. So They use a certain word to like eliminate them. Basically, yeah. they they use a, a less harmful word yeah. to tell these people to go do their mission, right? Yeah. And they say it and they're like, yeah, we need to just like, well, some people might be hostile, so we need to like, you know, tone them down. You yeah, know? they like, literally keep say, them like, in control. Yeah. Which is I mean, this is like all history. This is historical. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like it's so simple to follow. Like it's in the history books. Exactly. Right? And Native stories Americans. like that are yeah. awesome. Yeah. Especially when visually visually it's fucking epic. Yeah, exactly. Like and I think James does is like I think every movie will elevate in terms of its like writing and its narrative because of how we're getting used to seeing this technology again. You know, twenty years later, mm-hmm. we're getting used to seeing this shit, and it's better, and it's better than ever. Mm-hmm. And um, the thing is, it's like I think in one of the interviews he was saying that our villain is one dimensional, but he's going to keep evolving, right? Because now he's he's also he's in the, he's an avatar, right? He's not a human anymore. He died doing this and and yeah our heroes got away but our our villain is evolving right he found out that he has a son he actually throughout the course of the movie he's like oh i care about this kid right mm-hmm. that's I the li- one redeemable quality yeah but just by one guy because like it's like a it's a familial quality it's exactly like, 
he's my son. I kind of have yeah, to I love him just to, because yeah. it's like in me. It's in me. Right. Yeah, because like there's this line where he's like, he's not even me. I'm not even the same species as this guy, yeah. right? Bluffing. But then when it come, push comes to shove, he's like, okay, don't. He's my son. All right. And come on now. Please don't kill him. And then he's like, I, I, I owe you a, a death or I owe you a son or, or whatever. And at the end of the movie, the spider saves him, mm -hmm. right? And he's like, come on, son, let's leave. And spider's like, you know, yeah, fuck, fuck you, you, yeah. you know? Uh, and so now there's this added level to this one-dimensional character, yeah. which is only going to make him better, right? Because exactly. you already love him because he's one-dimensional. You don't need the entire fleet to have more than one dimension. You exactly. need this, like, one character exactly. striving the plot that's yeah. going to be in more of these movies, have a little bit more substance, but still mm -hmm. keep him as this ignorant evil piece of shit yeah right and I, I don't even think he's it will develop over time like you yeah, said exactly. exactly like every single every single movie and every single detail it's gonna just he's he has more hatred towards jake sully now he he knows who his kids are and now he knows that he has a kid but he's so, gaining some sort of insight like exactly. like his own is his, betraying him so yeah. he has to question himself like why yeah and I love that about yeah, it. Yeah, and now he has a... And that's no, at the end of the movie. We yeah. only get that at the, the end. end. We don't get that in the middle where he no. has to make a decision. Yeah. You know, he already made that decision. Yeah. He's like, this is now or never. I'm never going to stop hunting exactly. you. Exactly. Right? This is one... Like, there's an amazing scene where where Jake Sully, like, he's backing away with all of his family, right? And the guy... uh, What's his name? I can't remember his name. We should probably should pull up the character's name of Avatar. But, I mean, we're already, like... 40 minutes into it. Where's this is a fre fresh review? Yeah, this is a fresh review. Yeah. Where um, he asked, our main villain, he asked Jake Sully, he's like, I'm, I, why are you leaving? Like, I'm never going to stop hunting you. We might as well just finish it now. And Jake, Jake Sully's like, all right, cool. Let's do it. And he just goes for it. And then this is amazing action sequences happening. Um, but yeah, man, I think, I think what this movie does super well is that <clears throat> for a three hour movie, um, Colonel Miles, I think. It's Colonel Miles, okay. Colonel yeah. Miles, what, what, what Colonel Miles does in this in um in that scene is like he's so menacing as whatever, but he's also like you can see him scared. You see him lose the fight. He loses the fight. He he drowns. He should be dead if it wasn't for Spider, and then he's like kind of brought back again, but each time it's like a layer pulled off of him. You know what I mean? So, but, but again, what I was saying that what this movie does so well is that. The momentum, this just moment, the sheer force of filmmaking guides you throughout the entirety yes. of the movie. And it's just like, come and just experience this movie. We talked about this after the movie. It's like, it's an experience, it's, right? It's an intense feeling. Yeah. And, you know, we always bring like emotionally up and like when the action happens. Exactly. Right. And like physically, there's too. substance, right? Yeah. There's something there. And if we, we brought this up after the movie. We were like, we're bringing up our good old friend, Martin Scorsese, where... Yes. He says, yeah, blockbusters in these Marvel movies are just theme park rides, theme park attractions. Um, and I think you said this. Like, I yeah. was asking you. I yeah. was like, do we need to start naming these things differently? Like, we, we have this conversation about, like, uh, Marvel movies being theme parks. Mm -hmm. a theme, and theme park is a fun experience. Like, we're not yeah. gonna, it's awesome. It's fun. Whatever. Mm -hmm. But uh, I was like, do we need to change that word? Because this, yeah. in my opinion, is an experience. Yeah. Everyone should experience this. Yeah. And like, so what's the difference? And the thing, I think the difference, I, I said that the, what Marvel does, I think the theme park is a perfect example for a theme park ride because it's it's great where you're in it. And then after that, you kind of just 
It's like, okay, let's find the next theme park ride. Let's find this. Or it's like riding the one same uh, fucking roller coaster every time you go to the same theme park. And it's like, I've been on it like 40 times. Yeah. Oh, they added a new turn? Cool. I, I've the rest of the turns. I know exactly. I can do close my eyes. I know exactly where I'm going. I'm not going. gonna be scared anymore. I'm not gonna be scared. It's not gonna be that frightening. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm just like it's like going on a fucking car ride. It's like yeah. whatever. It's like yeah. nothing. It's yeah. nothing anymore. Yeah. And then what? Like the best way I can describe it is like if you're sitting around a campfire, and it's like night. You know when people tell like scary stories, right? Yeah. Now just imagine he's the, you have the greatest storyteller, and he's like close your eyes, and he just. In great in great detail, it tells you a story and it takes you on a journey. Yeah. And then you open your eyes, and you wish you can close your eyes back again so you can go back and experience that story, that that the dude in the campfire was yep. telling, right? Because it's gonna stick with you. This experience, what I think blockbusters this year have been amazing, <clears throat> right? Yes. And they've elevated like they This is the highest grossing movie. No Marvel movie. I'll gross this. No superhero movie. I'll gross this. Right. Same thing with Top Gun. The Batman came out this year. It was a superhero movie, but still with substance. But these blockbusters, I feel like, can be categorized as theme park attractions. But they're more than that. They're not just theme park attractions. It's an experience you'll talk about to your kids. Yeah, we just spent 30 minutes talking about this. Yeah, it's like, oh, there's a re-release of Way of the Water? Oh. We got to go fucking watch it. You got to experience this. You've never seen it in the theater? No, I've seen it at home. But have you seen it in the movie theater? Oh, you have to to come. Yeah. It's like a... An event, right? Mm-hmm. It's an event that people need to need. It's to, not that you're just because, like, on TV, you're like watching the story, yeah, and like it'll hit you in your heart. But when you're in a theater yeah. with these thirty glasses, yeah. with the high frame rate, yeah, at, everything all at once culminates into just this giant feeling of awe. Yeah, that's hard to do. Yeah, for a lot of filmmakers, you know, it's very hard to just do this. You can't. This is an impossible task. Like, you know, I'm t- I'm telling you right now. Top Gun did it for me. Yeah, yeah. Top Gun does it right. There, it's like a five percent of people can do this. Right? Yeah, and and like when I say five percent, like legit, like there's five percent of filmmakers who can do what James Cameron does, right? And or or just the experience of, of watching Avatar. Making I always say this: making a good movie is already impossible, but making a great movie that's like sticking with you is quite literally the odds are against you. You you will not in your lifetime if you're a filmmaker you will not make a movie as good as Avatar. That's like just the just the percentage of that happening is like slim to none. Mm-hmm. So when you when there is something like this you have to appreciate it, right? It's art and it's high art, right? When it just you know it, it's in a she has a huge trench coat of a blockbuster, right? That's categorized as a blockbuster, mm-hmm. but underneath it's like this is high art, right? And that's probably the best way I could describe this movie. Um, do you have anything, any moments that set out to you from the movie? The entire middle portion of the movie. Yeah. Just nothing's like no one's talking. They're just learning how to swim. Yeah. Oh my fucking God. It's beautiful. I, I, I turned to you. I was like, dude, I, I, I like pointed my hands yeah. at, the, at the, at the screen. I was like, yeah. wow. Yeah. Like this is fucking awesome. Yeah. Like it's, this is fucking cinema yeah bro. literally it, it you did that to me and it's funny enough because i was like getting ready to cry so if you didn't do that i probably was going to cry <laughs> and you were like watch i was like i know man i i, I can't say anything right now but like yeah it's, for sure it's spiritual it it's spiritual is spiritual it's spiritual Whatever, it's religious it, it's, it is religious it's religious whatever these like uh these the the these feelings that these people on this island that that, that already have because they, they know how to swim they're basically like lived on this island for 
it, that's all their whole lives. Yeah, that's all they know. And then like you get um, Jake Sully and his family, the Sully clan, learning how to swim, and they're interacting with these people. They're learning the way of water. They're they're learning the way of water. Some get it already, yeah. and some don't. Yeah. But you're learning with them. Yeah. And all these shots where it, they're like underwater, coming up for air. Yeah. And and the, you see the water at eye level. Oh man! And, and 3D, that's where the three D experience magic, comes fucking it's, in, it's dude. Magical. I magical. was my jaw was dropped just being like, okay, we're in three D, but like I feel like I'm in this fucking movie yeah. right now. Yeah, it's um, I, f- I feel like I'm a kid experiencing yeah like three D for the first time, like watching like fucking Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, like, like Spy that kids, old. Right, you're like, yeah. oh my god, this looks so cool. It's coming right at me, right, right exactly. at the screen. That's how I feel as a yeah. fucking adult. Yeah, and the thing is, but it's what, just water. Yeah, and the thing, you know, what I just noticed the, the thing about this movie, I'm not a fan of three D movies, right? Yeah, because. That's basically what happens, right? You'll see stuff being thrown at the screen. Yeah. And it's like, oh, oh, I, I, I ducked. It almost got me because I thought it was real coming right at me. This movie doesn't have that. This movie just puts you in the world. It, its job is not to make you flinch and like, oh, my God, this something's coming at me. I feel like I'm in the world. It's like, no, no, no. I'm just going to put you in the world. Whether it's like with small details with like the jungle and you see the leaves like right in front of you. You're mm-hmm. like, oh, shit. Like that. Where the camera's like out of focus a little bit then it turns its focus right onto something super small or it's the water where it's like eye level with you or like little particle effects there's a lot of little particle effects happening yeah and you're just this is the best use of 3d i've ever seen in my entire agree like i didn't see the first avatar in theaters because i was probably i was like 10 or 11 when it came out this is the best thing i've ever seen in my life i don't want to see another 3d movie ever in my life if it's not another avatar movie and that's a fact and it's it's like i'm because i'm not a huge fan of 3d but you have to see this in 3D and IMAX 3D because that's the way it was shot. And yeah, I, I can't remember the last time I felt like a kid, like giddy, you know, where you're kind of just like in your seat, you're kind of hopping around, jumping around in your seat. Can't wait for the next cut to happen. Can't wait to see what's going to happen next. It, you feel like a little kid, right? Exactly. The excitement. You're like, I can't believe I'm going to Fiesta, Texas for the first time. <laughs> you know, I'm going to ride all these rides. I can't wait. And it's just, it, you just experience everything for the first time. It's like, just goes right past you. You're like, I can't believe that was only three hours. I want to go back. Yeah. You Essentially. Know? So yeah. Like, that whole middle portion where like, they're just learning how to swim. That was my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. Hold my your breath. Part. Hold your breath. Yeah. This. Just, and then like, he fucking flies off, off the yeah. fish. Yeah. Cause he can't hold on. Yeah. yeah. That, I love that. Yeah. Um, all the parts with the, uh, is the daughter who like, her mom. Oh, her mom is the um, Sigourney Weaver character. Mm-hmm. Where she got pregnant. We don't know how. We don't know how. Yeah. But her daughter. Yeah. And she she gets it. She already knows. She's, she's one with Awa. You she's, know what I mean. She's one with the world. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. And, and there there's um there's a scene where she has like a seizure and they're like scientifically termed like yeah it's epilepsy and you know they can cause um uh so-called religious experiences mm-hmm. where you see a like there's probably what's happening you can't let her connect to stuff like that because she could die and it's like the scientific terms are trying to describe what this world is what this yeah what awa is and yeah. it just, they it just can't grasp at it right and that's where that's what the beauty of this movie is it's right 
it's not saying that science is wrong and everything. It's like it's just like it's bigger than what we can comprehend as human beings, right? Exactly, because they're experiencing this this new type of it's a it's a new way of life, new world, exactly new, new like rules. They're fa- like when I talk about like the, the the artistic design of these characters, like yeah. their facial expressions say it all. Yeah, even though it's CGI, it looks fucking real, yeah, dude. Man, it does. Like I, whenever she's like being enamored, yeah. by like some of these fish or like the how fast she's able to grasp the yeah. way of the water. Yeah. And she's swimming, like, excellent. Like, like yeah. just those moments are my favorite moments, man. Yeah. And because that that's me. That's me in the water. That's me. I'm experiencing this world with you. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. And it takes its time. It's not afraid to just, like, we're actually going to just, just stay in the shot real quick. Yeah. And then just enjoy it. And, and I am. Yeah, and I it am. works a hundred percent. Yeah, there's not like a fault of it. Yeah, at all. I'm, it's I'm not, not like, like maybe can we hurry it up? a little too long. Yeah, can we hurry this shit up. No, no, no. no. Like I want to stay here. Yeah. Can you keep it going for yeah. longer. Yeah, literally. Fuck. It, it's these it's are like tough to do that. Yeah, these are like the highest praises we can give a movie. Exactly. And yeah. I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think of like faults because like my my my, my criticism brain is trying to turn on. Like it's, I don't really give a shit. Yeah, I the, I told you after the movie. Where I've seen it now for a second time because the, for the first my first viewing, I had my filmmaker brain on right, and so I was like trying to analyze how this is done. Oh, the dialogue's kind of like it feels like the first one where the first one has like cheesy dialogue, but it doesn't matter. So I'm like, oh, it's continuing this again. And then there's a, just a point thirty minutes in the movie where you're just in it, and you your brain. It it doesn't shut off in a bad way where you're like, I have to shut it off so I don't really pay attention to the movie to enjoy it. It's just like... You're immersed. I'm immersed in the experience. And I just... You're there. And then an hour later, you're like, oh, fuck, I haven't analyzed this at all. And then I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Who cares? Who cares? Right? It doesn't matter. The best movies do that to you. Yeah, it doesn't matter anymore. Like, it doesn't matter how how long the shot is doing. Why am I thinking... No, it's just like, I'm in it and it's working. So I'm just going to... I'm just going to float with it. You know, I'm just going to flow with it. And by the end of the movie, you're just That's in why tears. this movie's doing so well. You're just, yeah. It's word of mouth. People are watching it. There was, a, there was like two people trying to clap in this movie. Yeah. yeah. And like. I should have clapped with them. We should have yeah, probably. Fuck, but sorry. when I first saw it, I saw it two weeks after it mm-hmm. came out. Huge theater. People were roaring after the movie was over. Like they were clapping. They were like, woohoo. Like, yeah. It's, this movie is, again, like like you said, cinema's alive I'm grateful and well. to experience this. That's the best grateful. way I can put it. Yeah, we're grateful. I think I said that in my review too. Like, I'm just grateful to experience this in real time with people, you know, in the theater, mm-hmm. you know, because there's one thing watching in a movie by yourself, you can still enjoy it. But when you're in a communal experience, we've all witnessed this for the first time or the second time. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, damn, like this Feels is so a, good. This is, this is, this is what film is about. Like, this is the community. This is what... I felt the same thing that other person felt two rows down or or this guy hated that part or mm-hmm. I, I love this part. These people laugh. Like, it's just a communal experience. Fuck. Like, this is what... I want to be in the water. Dude, the way of the water, man. I can't wait to watch this movie again, like, right before the third one comes out. Oh, yeah. Where they're going to do, like, a for sure, like, an Avatar 1, Avatar 2, just a full 12-hour day and in the theater. And I don't give a fuck. I'm probably going to do it. Yeah. Right? But yeah, that's our reveal of uh, a review of nothing but praises. Avatar: The I Way of Water. There's maybe some. It doesn't I don't. Matter. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It I doesn't think. matter. Yeah. Some people are like this. This character is one dimensional. Therefore, I'm ducking five points. I was yeah. like, who fucking cares? Yeah. Yeah. It's um, totally off topic, but I hate when people on TikTok they're like when they rank movies yeah. and they'll do like um, characters, 
seven and they'll do like story <laughs> four and do like an average uh, aggregate of like the entire movie I'm like this is awful don't do that shit um but yeah nothing but you're limiting yourself you're limiting like... yourself you're just cause you're, oh just talk about why why you felt yeah the, the, why you didn't like the characters no i liked it so it's 8.4 for the characters and 6.5 for the story you know it's not that good and some of them are one dimensional it's like who cares if it's bro? a one for the story let's say if it, <laughs> if it is like a five or yeah. something then like how many points does that take off for the entire yeah. thing but i feel like this movie fucking perfect dog. yeah I don't, I don't know it's, I, it's perfect it's just it's fucking awesome it's awesome and that's what it is that's all you need to say. It's a movie. It's a movie. At the end of the day, it's entertainment. If it's fucking awesome, there you go. There you, go. you got your money's worth. Yeah, that's it. That's all that matters. But yeah, I, nothing but praises for this yeah, movie. Go watch it. And it's made two billion already. It's the sixth highest grossing movie of all time, and it's gonna keep climbing. Is the like, third one coming out this year? We should probably look that up. I'm gonna look that up. Avatar, three, release date. Because if it is, holy shit, James three, Cameron. Avatar three release date. Okay, next year, 2024. Okay. Makes sense. It's still crazy. It's 2023 right now. Yeah, it's already completely done filming. Yeah. It's probably all with the CGI work. See how much time they're giving their CGI people? Wow. See how much time they're... Instead of for a Marvel movie, like, oh yeah, you got three months. Yeah, we're talking about after uh, the first Avatar, 2009. I was 10 years old, bro. I'm 23 right now. (laughs) So like... This this entire amount of time, James Cameron has just been working at this. Yeah. And it shows. Yeah. It shows. It shows. That's for an audience to be fully captivated by something. You just have to care, right? Mm-hmm. As a director, as a studio, as just people making art. If you care, people will like it, right? And it will make money. Sometimes it doesn't, which is, you know, other factors have to deal with it. But for a blockbuster, for a movie that will make you money regardless of what you do, if you just put in the care for it, it'll show up in the box numbers. Like it, it's there. Yeah. You know? So nothing but praise for for Jimmy, for James Cameron. Uh, what a baller of an artist. Um, the you, the best of the best. Um, we love you, James Cameron. Um, hopefully you make all of your Avatar sequels that you need to make, and they're all you done by you. So we can't wait for the third one and the fourth one. And um, yeah, that's our review of Avatar: The Way of the Water. Um, super positive. Moving on to recent watches. Yeah. Um, I think this should be like an ongoing segment we do through the show yeah. where we just talk about what we've watched. What we've watched. we've been sick in bed, and that's yeah. what I've been doing. I've just yeah. been watching a fuck ton of movies, more than I do usually, and I I like it. I don't know. I'm in this fucking movie mindset where like my mind is just filled with fucking movies. I don't know. I just want to talk about them. You yeah. Know? Yeah, and... Uh, and I, I feel like the best movie to bring up right now, because we were both sick, we were both at home, yeah. we couldn't really leave. No, right? we, we couldn't. And there was a pretty big release that came out on Netflix. On Netflix, on yes. On Netflix, so we didn't have to leave our home. We didn't have to do any of that. Mm-hmm. We just watched it in our homes. Uh, Brian, what movie are we going to be talking about right we're now? We're going to be talking about Glass Onion. Glass Onion. Oh, and uh, Glass Onion. What is that? Is that like a original movie or is that like a... Is that a sequel or something? It's a Glass Onion, a, a Knives Out story. What the fuck well, is it yeah. say? <laughs> yeah, it's like it a Knives Out shit in the subtext. A knives Out story, Knives Out sequel or something. Yeah. Uh, awful fucking <laughs> title, to be honest. They had to get people, but yeah. I understand, but come yeah. on. A Knives come Out on. story? Just call it Glass Onion. People are going to recognize yeah. it by the poster. Yeah. Glass Onion. You can come like, on. Someone said like a Ben, 
uh benoit blanc yeah benoit blanc story which is like a or detective story which yeah. is, would be cool mm-hmm. cooler than fucking knives out story anyway it's the new ryan johnson movie um he's directed the first knives out which we both fucking love yeah i really i really really like that movie we I, we love knives out it's a really fun mystery one of the best scripts in recent memories it's just so creative it's so good um and this is the long way. This is the long awaited sequel. It's dude. People were reviewing this movie like four months ago because yeah. it came out during what the Venice Film Festival, I think. Yeah, and it released so for like a weekend. Yeah, that's it. Um, but yeah, it's finally out, and we both watched it because we were both home. So, Brian, what did you think about Ga- Glass Onion? <sighs> Hot take here. I oh. found it to be really disappointing. Wow, really disappointing. Hot take. So okay. It's only a hot take because okay. film Twitter, if you're following film Twitter, uh, people love it. People mm-hmm. don't like it. Certain people don't really don't like it because yeah. of shitty reasons, like stupid reasons. Yeah. <laughs> like like Ben Shapiro didn't know he was watching a mystery. Oh, my God. Bro. It was his first like whodunit. Like, like shit like that. Or like some like Red Pill movie uh, review channels. We'll just like talk like the first like two minutes. We'll just talk about a plot hole in the movie. It's like okay, yeah. I'm lost. Yeah. I don't care about this review. Whatever. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it's stupid. What I found to be disappointing with the film mm-hmm. is that there was not enough mystery oh, for me. Okay, I felt like because okay, so if there's not enough mystery, there's another thing attached to this movie, which is a comedy. Mm-hmm. I didn't think. Any of the jokes landed. Yeah. Some, some. Gotcha. Very, very small jokes. Like, like some characters, like, like, uh, Dave Bautista's character, like, basically, like, fucking Joe Rogan. Yeah. Yeah. He's a dude, bro. He's a big, he's a big, uh, bro that lives with his mom. Yeah. I, I actually really found that part to be really funny because he's, like, <laughs> like such an alpha guy. And yeah. his, his mom is like, hey, mom, sorry. Don't make any noise. And yeah. He slaps the shit out of him. Yeah. Sorry, mom. Sorry. Mom. Yeah. yeah. Like, I found, like, those parts, uh, and, um, Whose character? The uh, fuck. Kate Hudson's character. Kate, I love. I, Kate I, Hudson's I loved her character. Yeah. The fucking the, the the dress she's wearing for the dinner party. Oh yeah. Listen, that's cinema. Yeah. Literally. I don't think, what that that dress <laughs> looks like a fucking marble fade yeah. bayonet from CS:GO. It looks yeah. beautiful. It does. I was enamored yeah. with that fucking dress. I don't know why, nah. but like that that stuck out so much. I was like, dude, that dress looks fucking awesome. Yeah, it does. Um. But I I I wrote down a lot of notes for like movies that I've watched recently, just be, mm-hmm. just to keep something either either in Letterboxd or just like n- notes of my own. Uh-huh. Um, so I wrote some notes. Oh wow, you did write some. Yeah, notes. I wrote actually, some I'm, notes. I'm actually interested to see what you're gonna say. So what I I'm gonna be comparing this movie to Knives Out. I am a shit critic. I know. I'm sorry, but that's no, that's, you're not. That's, that's the way my my brain functions. No, no, you you you, you don't give yourself enough Listen, credit. You're a very good critic. Listen. So what what I mean, there's not enough mystery. What I found to be really exciting about the first Knives Out was mm-hmm. that there was mystery on top of mystery, on top of misdirection, on top of plot twist, mm-hmm. on top of all these things, on top of great, great funny characters, on top of like Benoit Blanc being fucking excellent in in his role. Yeah. Um. So there's that. Uh, mm. We get like a scene. We get the story of like okay who who killed this old man you know who like all these like fucking shady characters or yeah. like his family like yeah. want his money you everyone know? has a reason to kill this guy so who is it it's a who done it everyone right? has ties like money ties like they they want it, they want to keep milking this guy and and then you you have like scenes the the main scene where like they basically tell you 
who kills him. They're like, this guy or this girl killed him. Yeah. It was her. It was Anna Darmer's character. Mm -hmm. Killed him. Fuck. She fucked up, but they're okay with it. He's just going to kill himself. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Right? You have seen like that. So you're like, okay, we get it. That, that was the mystery. It explained it. Then you have the fucking, uh, uh, the will scene. Yeah. Who is getting all the money? Who's getting all the money? That scene is tense as fuck already. Yeah. It leads to more tense things to mm -hmm. the, through the end of the movie. And then on top of that, you got a final plot twist. Yeah. Of who the actual killer was and yeah. whose evil intentions, um, we're coming from mm -hmm. from uh chris evans's character yeah right so all of that makes for a very exciting movie yeah with glass onion i understand what he was trying to do i mm -hmm. i get the premise at yeah. the glass onion you know it's supposed to be deep you know but it's not it's but it's level. not if you look it's right there it's in front of you yeah and when uh edward norton's character is talking to a uh, benoit blanc mm -hmm. and he's like talking about like uh the glass onion and like, oh, it's right in front of you. I'm like, oh, it's him. Yeah. It's Edward Norton. Yeah. Whatever. Fine. Yeah. If I found out the character who was the killer, whatever. Yeah. I don't really care. It it just hap it happens to be that that's about it mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. That that it's about it. Because we do get that one scene that is like in, in Knives Out where it does tell you, it explains everything. It it yeah. tells you, um, uh, let me let me pull up the cast. Fuck, hold on. Can, can yeah, yeah, we have uh Madeline Klein as whiskey, Kate Hudson, uh Jessica Henwick, Edward Norton, Catherine Hahn, Janelle Monet, Janelle Monet, Janelle Monet, Janelle Monet, who's amazing in this movie? Phenomenal yeah. in this movie. Phenomenal. I mean, just fucking great. Her yeah. and Benoit Blanc's chemistry, amazing. I want to see more more movies with yeah. them in it. <laughs> them right? too. Yeah, great. I think I think everyone's uh performance here was great. Mm -hmm. Um. So we do get that reveal of like, okay, that's not her. It's her twin it's sister. It's her sister. And that, that's kind of supposed to be like, oh, that's what they're telling us. Yeah. And then the real reveal is supposed to be that. Edward Norton is the. Is the killer, but the also killer. that he's dumb. Yeah, he's stupid. He's, he's stupid. He's surface level. He, right? he's, he's surface level. He's He steals from everyone's ideas. Like, he didn't write the mystery himself. He he hired. Uh, but they tell you that in the movie. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They tell you that in the movie. They do. Not only do they tell you that in the beginning, they tell you that in the middle where he's like, okay, who has the biggest reason to kill me or out me to everyone? Mm -hmm. Who has the evidence? They tell you that in the movie. Yeah. And so when you get that, when you understand that, I am left with wanting more mm -hmm. and I don't get it in the final act, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. And on top of that, I don't think a lot of the jokes land. In my opinion, what, 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 uh, fascinated me with the first knives out was it's all of its characters all of its shady characters yeah um tony collette i love tony it's, collette and knives yeah. out one of my favorite characters in that movie yeah right in this i feel like a lot of the uh side characters were just pushed to the side like mm -hmm. like they, they they don't really get a lot of scream time they don't they don't yeah. get a lot of like funny clips of dialogue you do get some with kate hudson which are pretty funny yeah um but the science, like one of the the scientists, Leslie uh, Leslie Odom Jr. Leslie Odom Jr. doesn't get any. His character time. was really just pushed to the side. I don't care about I, him. I felt like, and I and I really I really didn't like that because I felt like he was supposed to be the one. Listen, I'm basically fucking the one making all these uh, achievements in science and like yeah. for your company. And so I kind of understand like, yeah, he's the one really making everything. Janelle, Janelle Monae is the, really the one yeah. creating the company. Yeah. And Edward Norris is like a CEO, basically. Yeah. Like, we've heard the story a million times. And so, like, yeah, basically, 
that with the characters with the comedy that mm-hmm. didn't land i just didn't find this movie i found this movie to be really disappointing that's the word i, I was disappointing just disappointing yeah that's about it that's about it I that's mean, that's that's my review well here's the thing i th- i feel the opposite right like, I, I really like this movie a lot mm-hmm. obviously the first times out is miles ahead of what this movie is right mm-hmm. but to me I I used to get stuck in this cycle where I would, where I would you know watch a movie or you know I'm watching a director's movie and, and then I'm like I can't wait for his next one and then you're kind of like constantly comparing it to the one beforehand yeah and I always set myself up for disappointment right? exactly because you never it's very hard to make a movie as good as Knives Out mm-hmm. the way it's like it's a it's a whodunit mystery that pulls the rug under you twice mm-hmm. right pulls the one rug under you t- for the first time telling you how this guy died right knives out for both i mean spoilers for for knives out and for knives out too mm-hmm. it tells you right off the bat he died he killed himself right but because he's already he was already poisoned and it's her fault and now the rest of the movie you're like how is she going to get out of this situation she's got all the will everyone's going after her how is she going to get out because she's the one that basically killed her killed him basically right and then it pulls a rug under you again, revealing that oh, it's Chris Evans actually who, who actually changed it up. But then there's a secret third rug pull that's like an emotional rug pull, where um, Benoit Blanc is explaining to this to to Anna de Armas' character, and he is like, but actually, he he yeah. made a mistake. He made a mistake in trying to kill in trying to kill him. He put it in the wrong thing and. You actually grabbed the right one. So he actually wasn't going to die. And not because of, of a mistake because of you, but because you're a good nurse and yeah. you're a good person. And that's like a, whoa, like that's, she had this huge weight on her shoulders where she was like, I killed this guy and he, did, he, he killed himself because of me, because I didn't do my job, but she did do her job right. And that's the whole like point of the movie where she's like the honest worker, the hard worker, and everyone else is like super rich and doesn't give a fuck about her. They don't know where she's from. Like they don't care about her. They care about the money. They care about the wealth. And it was it was the emotional rug pull of like this is you're a good you're just a good nurse and it's just like fuck this movie is so this movie is the onion knives out is the onion where it's so layered and glass onion it's surface level mm-hmm. right and i found that very entertaining mm-hmm. because i realized from the get this isn't knives out from the moment it starts different tone the way it's filmed the cinematography is very the the first one is very dark and it's very you can tell you can see the film grain it's very i don't even know how to it's very classical in a sense it looks like the house they're in right it looks like the house it matches the setting very well this is very beachy sunny it's during covid Mm -hmm. we're we're playing among us at the very first 10 minutes i'm like i I get it i'm already okay yeah i understand i know what we're about to see it's not going to be knives out and so I'm, pr- I'm mentally switching my brain from just comparing it to Knives Out. Let me just see what we have here. Do we have a lesser version of what Knives Out is? Yes, we do. Is the, is the script better or as good as Knives Out? No, it's not. Mm. But the thing what it does really well is that, yes, Edward Norton's character is the killer. Did I suspect that he was a killer? Yeah. Right? I was like, okay, this dude's probably the killer. But let's just play along with what he's trying to do. And again, he, Benoit Blanc, in a sense, is trying to 
catches catch up and then the movie stops and then it shows you it goes back in time right and so now we're caught up on mm-hmm. what they're doing it's it's like the same rug pull right but the thing is that at the very end of the movie there is no extra rug pull the rug pull is exposing who edward norton is right mm-hmm. it's not about because even if the, he is the killer they can't do anything about it right same way these rich billionaire people no matter what that is you can't do anything about these rich people so what do you do? You burn it to the ground. And the thing about this ending of the movie for me that I liked a lot is that in metaphorical sense, you can't you can't really do anything about these powerful people in the world. You can't you can call them out. They don't give a fuck. You can say they're not geniuses and everything, but they have all the power, they have all the wealth. It really doesn't matter to them what you think, mm-hmm. right? What Janelle Monet's character, what she thinks, right? Doesn't matter at the end of the day. So her action of just burning everything to the ground and using his own stupidity of like, yeah, this is going to work. And I know it's dangerous as fuck, but who gives it like it's working? Look, at it's everything's working. Yeah, sure. Everything can catch on fire. But who would do that to me? Yeah. Who would do that to me? And it's just the whole retribution of just like, yeah, you burn the Mona Lisa and you want it to be remembered. You want it to be utter in the same breath as the Mona Lisa. And now you will forever will be muttered in the same or uttered in the same sentence as the Mona Lisa. I win because I destroyed everything that you are. That's what I like about the movie. Is it as good? Is it an amazing movie? No, but I had a lot of fun with the movie. That's good. And I liked the movie, mm-hmm. but I can see why you, someone would not like this movie and I can see the flaws. There's a lot of these characters. Kate Hudson's assistant. Don't care about her. Leslie Odom Jr. She, she was she was funny. Like She's I, I kind of liked her character, but yeah. pushed to the side because she is an assistant. She is an assistant. She's, She's like, supposed oh, to be pushed aside. You right? see her in the background, like like with the fire extinguisher, like putting the fire out. Yeah. I, I thought that was funny. I, I think that scene with with her explaining like the sweatshops. Like, yeah, oh, I thought that was made sweaters. sweaters. I, thought she, <laughs> I thought that shit was funny because it was stupid. Yeah, it was dumb. Yeah, I wanted more of that. I wanted yeah. the comedy to be if if the mystery. If I found out the mystery and there was no uh, misdirections. Whatever, that's fine. If the comedy landed for me, if it was a bit more funny for me, like just a lot of stupid humor, like yeah. like some of it had, yeah, I would, I actually would have ex- excused all that. It, it was yeah. the comedy on top of that where I wasn't laughing, where I was funny. supposed to laugh. I was like, oh fuck, man, yeah. come on, yeah. yeah. So, sorry, I'm not here. Like you know, it's like it's like very tongue in cheek comedy. It's not a knives out. It was tongue in cheek dealing with really stupid characters. Yeah, like knives out. Every single character was funny because they were authentic. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they were authentically them. Tony Collette, man. Tony Collette, like, oh my God, my candle. Yes. Everything. And then you had Jamie Lee Curtis's character yeah. who was just so like, what, you think I can't do this on my own? Like, it's just everyone was so uniquely themselves. That's the jokes are fucking funny. like like the Nazi boy masturbating in the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. It's just like that, that movie is really good and Every single side character, even if they weren't on screen time, was not pushed to the side. Yeah. You know, they like they're so rich. And the thing is with these characters, they're not so rich. But I don't think that matters, right? I don't think he was caring about how rich they were and who whatever. The Catherine Hans, we haven't even mentioned her character, who she's a politician. You get her in the beginning. You get her in the beginning. You, you get that she's a, a politician. Yeah. But that's it. That's about right? it. And but she has this funny line where like, oh my God, I escaped during COVID in a private island and someone died. I can't have this. You know, like yeah. that shit's funny. Okay, whatever. But it's not about that, you know? And it's just about, like to me, the, the main characters are the, the trifecta of Edward Norton, Janelle Monet, mm-hmm. and, and, and Daniel Craig. Like these are the only characters that I care about. Dave Bautista sets the ball rolling, gets the ball rolling, whatever, because he dies. But it's like, 
the Edward Norton's downfall is the the main narrative of this story. And it very and it is like like I know I said this I think prior before the show where Ben Shapiro was like, Oh, they talk about Elon Musk and it's like he thinks he they wrote it's like two weeks ago or two months ago. Like this was like during COVID. That's why they fucking were playing Among Us and shit. But the thing is about this movie, it is very you can relate it to a lot of things going on right now. Mm-hmm. Whether they had a fucking Jesus mural, like he has a G, uh, a Kanye West Jesus mural oh, yeah, in the fucking thing, or there's a painting. I forgot a famous painting that they have, but it's like upside down because mm-hmm. he thinks it just looks better. And it's just like these. He thinks he's a genius, but he's really not. We can relate it to a lot of people in the news, whether it's Elon Musk, whether it's Kanye West, all these people who would think they're geniuses and people just call them geniuses because of that, but they're just stealing shit. They're stealing ideas, stealing this, stealing that, and they'll never get caught. So it's just like retribution, just like the narrative of just retribution. Like, who gives a fuck? I'm just going to burn this shit to the ground because mm-hmm. that's all I can do. Yeah. You don't get anything and I don't get anything, but at least you don't get anything. Yeah. So that's why I had a good time with Glass Onion. But I totally understand where you're coming from, because this is doesn't hold up, doesn't hold like anything yeah. compared to Knives Out. It, it's it's a weird movie to talk about too, because like you do have um, like film Twitter who like, oh yeah who like likes it or really likes it, and then you obviously have like the people on the right yeah who like hate this movie. So like not liking this movie yeah. can like associate you yeah. with some other people <laughs> yeah. And it's like bro, why don't you like this movie? Are you like a right wing piece? You're like no. No, I just didn't have fun with it. I didn't you know? have fun with it. I like the mansion. I like the setting they're in. Yeah. The, the mansion looked like fucking Scooby-Doo. It like, did. Like, like a Scooby-Doo movie. It kind of had that same vibe to it. A yeah. Scooby-Doo mystery. I, that's what I liked. Though. I, yeah. I really liked that part of it. Yeah. And like Kate Hudson spinning yeah. her dress. I was like, this yeah. is fucking awesome. Yeah. I will say that there, there's a lot of moments in this movie <clears> where <throat> I was just giggling with because it's so good. Mm-hmm. Where um, Benoit Blanc is like are we going to get a prize or something? <laughs> and he's and he's like, oh, you want a prize? Like, I yeah, because he's so fucking good at yeah. mystery solving. Yeah. Oh, I don't know, maybe like an iPad or something. Okay, you can win an iPad. And then he's like, actually, I, I don't want the iPad. I'm just saying a prize and stuff. And then he solves the mystery like in 10 seconds and then like, oh, that's it, right? Yeah. But then you get the reveal like, oh, no, this isn't the mystery that they're here for. Um, or whenever the, he mentions like right before um, the whole mystery starts happening, Oh, right when he reveals it afterwards, it's like you're. It's like you're bringing all these people who have a reason to kill you, and it's like the same. It's like the equivalent of putting a gun on a table and turning off the lights. And then, like the next, like the next two scenes, he's like, "Oh my god, you gotta protect me!" Why? And the lights turn off, and it's like there's a gun on the loose. Mm-hmm. Like these little narrative stuff. It's like, oh, that's really smart and really clever. Um, but yeah, no, I I don't think this movie is amazing. Um, it's still one of my favorites of the year mm-hmm. because I just had so much fun with it. That's great. I was at home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I understand. I just love Ryan Johnson's writing Yeah. and I think he's really creative mm-hmm. and, and how he writes. Um, and yeah, some people just don't like Ryan Johnson because of other things. <laughs> yeah. So, on top of that, yeah, yeah. on top of that, yeah. Some people are already not going to like this movie just because. No. They fucked up Star Wars, or yeah. he, no? They quote unquote fucked up Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, like they have this preconceived notion. Well, they fucked up my Star Wars. He fucked it up, and he doesn't. So I'm not gonna like any of his movies. So yet. he sucks as a director. Yeah, exactly. People yeah. have that notion. Which Watch Knives Out, and you'll eat your words yeah. for sure. Or Looper, or Looper, Looper, or Brick, or something. Brick, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really glad we had this conversation. I'm glad we were on the other ends of this conversation mm-hmm. because Glass Onion, I feel like, is a movie that has been very divisive on film Twitter. Yeah, and for, having, for only one reason, because yeah. 
They don't. The other people literally yeah. don't understand what they're watching. Yeah, yeah, they don't. Not not in a smart way, where, like analyzing or like, yeah. oh, you don't get it because of this. Just no, yeah. because they literally don't know what movie they're yeah, watching. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they really don't. They want it. Going back to that thing where people were reviewing this, like these red pill YouTubers, where they're reviewing it and they're looking at plot holes and shit like that. I'm wondering, like, if they ever have fun watching a movie. Exactly. Because, like, I hate this argument. Too, where people say just have fun with it mm-hmm. but when a movie is actually just doing its job and they're like well they said this in the beginning and mm-hmm. that's not what happened at the it's like you're watching a mystery a murder mystery a whodunit you're supposed to get tricked and then they're like nah but the points off because it just doesn't really make sense in the narrative it really doesn't make sense and this plot hole here why is he there why do they come it's like are you serious right now don't review movies like that yeah Exactly. Or just don't remove it. Just talk about it, but don't be like my review of this. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna watch it. I'm not gonna listen to it. Mm-hmm. You bring no merit to the conversation. Bro. Exactly. So I agree, hundred percent. So yeah, that was our review of Glass Onion. It's on Netflix. Enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's writing the third one already. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, I'm in the Knives Out zone, in the Ben Benoit Blanc mystery zone, and um, I can't wait to keep writing. So I was like, okay, cool, bet. I'm, I'm Listen, in it. Any Ryan Johnson movie, I'm gonna be excited for. Yeah, he's uh he's one of those filmmakers that um you gotta look out for mm-hmm. because he just makes good shit. Um, okay, so moving on to just recommendations, things that we've been watching that you want to recommend to the people because you or like not it. recommend or not or you you say it's the just movies that I've movie. watched. Yeah, what are the movies that you've been watching, Brian? Okay, so do you want to take turns or do you want to just like yeah, we'll do one in one. Okay. So let me pull up my letterbox. I've been just putting everything on letterbox. Yeah, uh, feel free to follow us on letterbox if you're not. Um, you can plug in your letterbox if you'd so like. So I'm gonna start off with the card counter. Okay. Directed by Paul Schrader. Yeah. Starring Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. I was telling Francisco this when the movie first, uh, when the trailer first came out in like 2021, I think it was me, Francisco, and Joey in the parking lot of like where we're on or where we are now. And then I was just like, Hey man, did you see that trailer for like the card counter or whatever? Uh-huh. Like it looks like shit. <laughs> like the, I've never seen a trailer, like make me not want to watch a movie. Yeah. Like instantly you're like, and I was fuck? like, and it was produced by Martin Scorsese. So I was like confused. I was like, okay, what's happening here? I didn't watch the movie when it came out. I just completely forgot about it, honestly. And I was watching the first reform and I'm like, okay, this movie's fucking phenomenal. I love this movie. God damn it's so good. Paul Schrader yeah. fucking can rise goddamn good screenplay and director. Yeah. Really good movie. Yeah. It's like what other movies has he come out? I was like, wait, he did the card counter? <laughs> that was him? Why didn't I watch this? Yeah. Just being an idiot. I watched the card counter. I fucking love this movie. Mm. I absolutely love this movie. Mm-hmm. In the first Reformed, the cinematography is very cold. Like mm-hmm. you said, it's very bleak. Mm-hmm. And But there's like an, an inviting nature to it. It feels mm-hmm. very welcoming. Yeah. Like it feels very at home, mm-hmm. peaceful, tranquil part of it. And I really love that about it. In this, in the card counter, this the cinematography is a little bit similar. It's very bleak. Mm-hmm. I would almost describe it as very personal. It's very like in your face it almost yeah. feels like i'm s- sitting right in front of you having a conversation with you like we are now mm-hmm. but at the same time it feels very uninviting mm. like are you sure you want to keep talking <laughs> to me you should <laughs> probably get away from me <laughs> and oscar Isaac's performance just encapsulates that a hundred percent he has both sides his face gives off both sides where it's like 
I'm really scared of you, but also you're really cool and really it's funny. And I want haunting. to hang out with you. Oh, wow. It's haunting. Wow. That's what it is. Uh, the supporting cast, Tiffany Haddish, Ty Sheridan. I think they do a great job mm-hmm. at being kind of aspects of Oscar Isaac character's life. Like what he wants, what he wants to leave behind. Yeah. What he can do to help his own life. Mm-hmm. And there are aspects in this movie that are ver- like the realest versions of hell I've ever seen. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, my God. If you know nothing about this movie, keep knowing nothing yeah. and go watch it. It's on HBO Max. I'm going to watch it because I know nothing about this movie. Yes. All I know is the stuff that you've told me. And it's called The Card Counter. It's going to be a movie yeah. about yeah. And I, cards. I, I didn't even know Posh Raider directed this. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. All I know was that you said Mark Mussezzi was a producer, but that's all I know. So I understand really why uh, Mars Scorsese gave money to this. Movie. Oh yeah, he's like, dude, I <laughs> wish I could do this movie. <laughs> Holy fuck! Oh, I'm just gonna give you money. Yeah, go do it, please. Yeah. A lot of the scenes are like in casinos. Uh-huh. Um, it's very dialogue heavy. Okay, but I, I think I think it works. The dialogue is fucking rich. Phenomenal. It's phenomenal. It's th- this movie. One word to describe this movie is very intense. Oh, there's a intense nature to this movie. Yeah. That like you want to leave because it's like yeah. making you sick, but you kind of want to stay to see what happens. And, like yeah. Oscar Isaac is fucking phenomenal, and like his relationship with Tiffany Haddish is great, and Ty Sheridan are amazing. Yeah, and there's like the secret element of this movie. There's like this character that I I won't say his name, mm-hmm. the, the name, but he's in this movie and it's fucking awesome. Damn, bro. And the ending of this movie is explosive and sinister and dark and fucking just cinematic. Yeah. Is the way I describe it. Uh, I'm actually gonna watch the movie tonight. Like, what? Like you're selling me really hard on this movie, and I'm excited. It's phenomenal. Yeah, I I really like uh, Schrader's style of of directing. Like the the uh, I don't know aspect, the four three aspect ratio. I think. It's, oh yeah, it's he a has little that. different than four three. I think apparently mm-hmm. they they went with something well, like in else. It's it's um four three. Uh, yeah, it's just I don't think it's four three. It's it's something else. Mm, let me see. It has decimals in it. I don't fucking know. Yeah, first. Um, but while we're looking that up, his style is it, it, kind of similar to First Reformed, but a different nature to it. A, a, a different beast is what you would call it. Okay, it's a one three three one. One three three one. There you go. Yeah. Uh, go watch it if you haven't. Mm-hmm. The tra- the trailer did not sell me on this, <laughs> but I'm so happy I watched this movie. Mm-hmm. I showed this to my friends. And they didn't like it. They didn't get it. Not, not, not that they didn't get it. I hate when people say, oh, you didn't get your movie. That's what you like. You didn't get it. Yeah, you yeah, didn't yeah. get it. It's like, <laughs> the movie's very simple, actually. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it's just the style, style of the movie. Yeah, yeah. People, it, it will be unexpected. It'll be like, oh, it kind of feels weird, slow, whatever. But it, like I said, it's very dialogue heavy. But like, if you're into like Paul Schrader. Yeah. I think I think you'll really like this movie, like Taxi yeah. Driver. I mean, he wrote fucking Taxi Driver. Yeah, let's Come get that out of the way. Come on, he now. did First Reform, yeah. which was a heavy hitter right well, off the yeah. gate, man. Yeah, and if you look at First Reform too, if you haven't seen First Reform, you should definitely go watch it. I'm not going to spoil anything I for it. Love that movie, but the thing is, like, it is very sinister too, right? Because There's it is a sinister nature. It's very it. talking about I mean, climate change, global warming, all this stuff. What can we do? What should we do? And then it, it includes the religion aspect. It's like I love that he at first he's talking that person like, kind of fell down the rabbit hole. Yeah, and then him himself throughout yeah. the movie falls down the same rabbit hole. But the thing is, it's more extreme with him because oh, he yeah. is a person of influence. God. He's a influence of God. Yeah, and this has never crossed his mind before, right? And, and he's questions. Like, he's que- he's question. I love movies about questioning 
religion because i grew up catholic i yeah. am kind of agnostic in a sense mm -hmm. now um i have a weird relationship with we're religion. agnostic but uh avatar way of water religious, way of the water religious made us uh spiritual, spiritual. yeah yeah exactly for sure. no yeah I, the, when i enter that movie theater <laughs> yeah. I, i'm waiting for a religious experience yeah. right mm -hmm. and so i love when 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 movies can do that and first informed is like one of the my one of the the best movies that does that perfectly where you have just this amazing super just nuanced performance that ethan hawk gives you and all, every single decision that he's thinking about is like what am i doing and and should we do this should we help so if he does the same thing with the card counter mm -hmm. with paul schrader does mm -hmm. then i'm in like i'm, I'm in because you have oscar isaac the purest versions of hell you've oh ever seen it's fucking metal oh i love that movies need to be more metal sometimes Dude. they need to be more punk they need to be more rock they need to be more just pushing the boundaries of what film Dude, should be there, there there's a use i'm not gonna uh, this is not gonna give away too much there's a use of fisheye lens mm -hmm. in this movie and it's <laughs> it's crazy fucking awesome wow man well i can't wait to see this so it, it's an it experience where is it at hbo max hbo max okay so first reformed and uh oh, both, Counter are both on there yeah shit double feature yes, what a crazy dude. double feature dude, yes okay then I, I know what i'm doing this weekend yeah right um or this week it's already sunday <clears throat> anyway <laughs> but the the movie that i'm going to recommend is also on a streaming streaming platform it's called the wonder um it's directed by ari wegner no 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 i was uh sebastian lelio okay it's, uh ari wegner is a cinematographer but sebastian lelio um directed the wonder it's a florence Pugh uh movie she's mm -hmm. in the, she's the main actress in this movie um it's like a drama mystery, and it takes place in like the 1800s, right? In the 1800s, 1862, it takes place. And it's so eerie. This movie is not scary. This movie is eerie. The tone is very still, very quiet, and it's a very simple story. The I don't know if I should say what the movie's about, because I've never seen the trailer. I don't know what it's about. But I guess I should because no one, I don't know, I, don't, I haven't seen anyone talk about this movie. So I'm just going to sell you on what the basic thing is, right? The first 15 minutes is this doctor played by Florence Pugh. She is called to this town in, in, in Ireland, right? She's from England. She's an English doctor. And 1862, she's traveling a long way to go to Ireland because there's a patient there that needs her assistance. But th this patient is is being monitored by this committee of men, right? These religious people, doctors, but these group of men, they bring in Florence Pugh's character, who's a, who's a doctor, who's like a nurse, right? A nurse. And they bring in like a, like a nun, like a, a religious person. And they're both confused. Why are we here? What's going on? Is the patient okay? And they're like, yeah, the patient's good. She's like, okay, I'm going to go back to England. I don't know why the fuck I'm here, right? I don't know why I'm here. She's like, this is a waste of time. And she's like, well, the thing is, you're here to see this patient. You're here to monitor this patient, both of you. And you're both are going to have eight-hour shifts of watching this. You're just going to watch them. So then they're like confused. Why are we watching this patient? Who's the patient? It's a little girl. She's 11-something years old. Okay, what's wrong with her? She hasn't eaten in four months. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So they're like, what? What do you mean? That's when the movie takes place. Okay. This girl, 11 months, I mean, 11 years old, 
hasn't eaten in four months since her 11th eleventh birthday. Four months she hasn't eaten. And the whole, and it's about religion, and it's about spirituality, and it's about the what what are they what will you do to protect someone or will you put religion first what in this community and and what do they respect women as much like it, this is such a fascinating movie and it's so eerie because the performances i want to talk about because florence Pugh is obviously amazing she kills it and everything but the little girl um i, I don't know how to say her name but it's Kila lord cassidy mm-hmm. i think it's Kila lord cassidy or kyla lord cassidy phenomenal dude she is so good she's eerie but she's also super kind and sweet but there's something there that with the score the score is amazing by the way and it's so atmospheric and it's that's what makes it really eerie you don't know what's happening how is this possible right and they're very religious and it's a very religious movie and Florence Pugh's character is a nurse. She kind of was like, what the fuck's going on? She wants to cut the bullshit. And it's just so intriguing. The movie is the movie is very slow paced, but it's 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 slow for a purpose. Cause it kind of you're kind of pulling back onions of just not just the movie, but it's just of characters, mm-hmm. right? And 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 how what what's happening, what's going on, what's going to happen with this little girl, and just beautiful performances by Florence Pugh and 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 Kyla Lord Cassidy. I would recommend this movie to someone. Sounds it, awesome. It's not, it's not a movie that's flashy. Like it's no one. I don't know if I've heard anyone talk about this movie, but it's on Netflix. We just, I just stumbled upon it because my girlfriend was like, let me just pick this movie because Florence Pugh's in it. And who fucking doesn't love Florence Pugh? I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, let's watch it. And she doesn't do scary movies, right? And this isn't a scary movie. It's eerie. But it's eerie, yeah. right? And okay. so she was like, I don't know if I should keep watching this. I was like, well, it's not, it doesn't say it's a horror movie or thriller it just says like a mystery right so it's a very good drama and it's a very create it has a very creative opening and a closing and i'm not going to say what the creative opening and closing is um but you feel for these characters and these characters are their their problems and the the things that they face in this movie is so it's so human and these these decisions that high powered men have to they are making that affect these decisions and the safety of people and 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 where religion ties into that it's it's so fascinating like the movie i I was completely shocked by how much i like this movie i was like wow this is actually a really good movie and no one's talking about it so if you have netflix definitely try to check out the wonder i'm gonna watch this yeah the wonder it's very slow paced but Florence Pugh is amazing in this movie. So if you if you're a fan of Florence Pugh, she literally gives another amazing performance. Um, and a, yeah, and again, a create very creative opening and very creative ending where you kind of understand what they're going for. But it's like I don't think I've, I've seen that in a movie. So props to them, right? Um, but yeah, that's uh, one of my recommendations Sounds of, great. of the week. So The Wonder, if you haven't seen it on um, Netflix. On Netflix. So what's another one, Ryan, that you've seen? So recently? another movie I want to talk about. Let's see what I watched. I watched uh, Heat. Oh, the Michael Mann. Oh my God, I had that on Blu-ray. It's amazing, dude. It's amazing. Al Pacino when he he bursts into into his like ex-wife's apartment 
and, and like this dude's sleeping there and he's like watching TV and he goes, <laughs> don't fuck with my TV set. That's one thing you don't do. Don't yeah. fuck with my, who did you know this guy? You go watch my TV. Okay. He, he, he rips his TV and he, yeah. he throws out in, in the street when he gets in his car. This movie's fucking awesome. Uh, the action in the in the scenes are like very fucking intense. Yeah. Like when they're shooting people and they're falling to the ground, it really feels like they're fucking just dying. The the what I always think about this movie is that the Dark Knight got a lot from Heat because what Heat Dude, does yes. so well is these action sequences are real and the heist the heist moments too are like real. michael mann when he directs a fucking high sequence <laughs> oh when boy they're, when they're I'm opening ready. up a fucking a bank yeah or like a like a what do you call it like a like a safe like a safe or yeah. something they're actually doing that yeah yeah they actually have the equipment i'm like dude apparently I... like like real high people who do heist are like dude this guy is like legit like he's yeah. actually directing like what like we actually did yeah and people they always talk about val Kilmer's reloading the yeah uh, the so the the gun mm-hmm. the the I don't know what kind of gun it is but An the way we they like yeah we show this in training facilities and how he reloads his weapon it's like it's this movie is so it gets those aspects right and then it has like scenes with like Robert De Niro and Al Pacino in that dining room scene yes where you're just like I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing it's like well, I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing I, li- I yeah. like their lives are kind of similar yeah they are it, right? it mirrors each other right it's like what you think you're doing is good what I think I'm doing is yeah. good yeah. We're both working men. Yeah. So we're at odds. Yeah. What's gonna happen? Right. And it's just like, I don't know. We'll see. And it's just like the like a dick measuring contest, yeah. right? In a sense. Where but it's not in the cliche way where like, I'm better than you, I'm gonna beat you up. It's just no. like they both respect each other, yeah. right? They both have this certain level of respect to the point where they can both sit at a dining room table. They're professionals. They're professionals at what they do. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Al Pacino and Robert De Niro are waiting for the other one to blink. And that's all they need to succeed, right? Because if Robert De Niro, if Al Pacino blinks, Robert De Niro's good. Yeah. And if Robert De Niro blinks, then Al Pacino got him, right? And ultimate spoilers for Heat, De Niro blinks, yeah, right. But <laughs> he does. for a reason, right? For a reason, he he he's doing this for so long. He's going to continue to do this for so long, and he found someone that kind of can pull him out of that, right? Not not anything crazy new, but it's that it's that staring contest between these two men right these two men with who respect each other and one blinked and right and that's the story it's like who's gonna blink first and it's like one of those like uh duels you ever seen those duels where it's like i'm gonna be faster than you yeah, like, yeah, yeah well i'm the fastest guy around so let's see let's figure it out and just the I'm dialogue the fastest between guy them. in the west yeah fast guy in the west. and then you get the who's got a great ass <laughs> you know al pacino oh my just God. Al pacino yeah in this in this thing he's like what a who who? What are you fucking out? Right, <laughs> right. It's just Al Pacino is the fucking best in this movie. Um, what you've never seen this movie before, right? This is you've your first never time? seen it. Yeah. What made you watch it? Like, what, what was the what was the thing that was like? Okay, let me watch this movie. Oh, fuck, it was on Hulu. I was just scrolling through Hulu. Mm-hmm. I was like, he this is one action movie I haven't seen. Yeah. I'm going to watch it. No. That 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 simple. Yeah, it's like it, it's a classic. It, yeah. I'm going to watch it. Like, if there's a classic somewhere. That I haven't seen, I'm immediately and I see it on like a streaming service or whatever. I'm immediately going just gonna click on it and watch it. That's cool. Just that simple. I gotta start doing that, man. Yeah. I always like. Oh, I'm always streaming. I'm looking at streaming platforms and then all the movies. I'm okay. This one's the one I want to watch. This one I want to watch. Which one am I gonna watch? And then I just end up watching a movie that I've already seen. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so it's really tough. I've I've kind of like 
these past like this past month, I've kind of like trained my mind. Okay, see a movie, watch it. If it's new, experience it. That's I gotta it. Do that. I gotta do that. And I think it, it, it's like I'm happy because yeah. I've done that because yeah. I'm watching so many great movies. Yeah. Um, but Heat, I love it. Heat. It was awesome. Yeah, I always think about Heat, not because I mean obviously it's amazing and it's awesome, whatever. But I always think about that like opening scene and how. Uh, Val Kilmer's character. It's Val Kilmer's character who like kills like security or the cops, right? Or the, the security guy. Yes. The the people who are like transporting the the thing, mm-hmm. and he just boom just kills him. And that moment has stuck with me for a while, and I don't know why. I can't remember who made this video. I can't remember. Val Kilmer's so good in this. Yeah, Val Kilmer's amazing. He's he so transformed like he's like God. the best he's ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, but that moment has stuck with me for a while. And I don't know why, but it's because it's so, it feels so real, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I'm one person who can see anything on film. Throw anything on film at me, and I'll watch it, no matter how gruesome or whatever the fuck mm-hmm. it is. The minute you show me something real life, I can't take it, because it's real. And that really disturbed me. Like, the opening scene that he kind of really disturbed me, because it felt really real. And it felt... Like this, there's a, this person just died on. Like this person just died. Exactly. And yeah. it's shot that way. Michael Mann, the way he shoots these sequences and these action sequences, they're real stakes, mm-hmm. real life. These guys are professional, but when shit hits the fan, they're gonna solve this issue, and it feels really real. And you kind of just, you, I, I kind of wince. I'm like, damn, like that was that felt too real a little bit. Yeah. Um, and the movie's so good because it balances like. There's some comedic moments in here. There is. There's some good Al Pacino dialogue. taking the fucking TV out of the, the apartment. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's, some, it's, some hilarious. it's fucking funny. I fucking love that. I love that you saw Heat because yeah. it's a movie that I didn't know about either. Like, I didn't, I just knew it was like an action movie and I just a cold blind, uh, buy. So I just bought it. But I'm like, oh, Michael Mann's like a good director. Mm-hmm. So let me just watch it. <laughs> Rest is history, bro. Yeah. That movie's so fucking good. Yeah. I'm glad that you brought that shit up. I'm pretty sure I've seen it like as a kid. But like I remember the specific moment, like as a as a like a five year old, I think, mm-hmm. and then my my dad putting it on, and then I just remember Al Pacino's face, yeah, a part of it, and Val Kilmer. That's about it, yeah. But these are these are fleeting memories, yeah, that I don't fucking remember. And yeah. I was watching Heat when I was five. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, my dad and my uncle would always talk about Heat. I'm like, no, the dining room scene. They weren't even in the same room together. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> they really hated each other. And, That's you, fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, like they yeah, like. They weren't in the same room. Yeah. They used do- stunt double. I'm like, dude, like, I gotta watch this movie, and that's yeah. when I watched it. And phenomenal movie, man. I'm really glad you brought that shit up. If you haven't seen Heat, definitely check that out. It's on yes. Hulu, you said, right? It's on Hulu. It's on Hulu. So definitely check that out. Um, a movie that I've seen recently. It's uh, Damien Chazelle's new movie, Babylon. Ooh, right, Babylon. Uh, I saw it in theaters. It's three hours long, so it's a it's a very long movie. Um. I have mixed feelings about this movie. I really liked it. But then compare again, here I am comparing it to Whiplash, First Man and La La Land, right? But they're all very different movies. And and this is no different. This is very crazy, chaotic, showcasing Hollywood at its absolute fucking best and most beautiful you've ever seen it and in the fucking dirt dog shit water this is hollywood for real right that's great and what i love about this movie is that it makes you it takes you on this why it's an epic 
it's an epic, right? It takes over year, oh, place over decades, right? And it's an epic about Hollywood, how Hollywood has changed between these three characters. Brad Pitt's character, who's like a fucking movie star, everyone loves him. He's the king of the town in the beginning, right? Margot Robbie, who's like, I'm gonna be a star. No matter what I do, I'm gonna be a star. I'm gonna be in movies, and I'm a star. She grabs everyone's attention all the time. She's like, I- I'm the star. And uh, Diego Calva's character, who is, let me bring up his, uh, let me uh, search this up as the professional that I am, you know? Um, the cast is, yes, Diego Calva is Ma- Manuel. They call him Manny. Mm-hmm. Manuel. His character is like, I just want to work. I want to be a part of something important. And movies it is. I want to be on a film set. I want to be a part of something that changes lives. And the whole, this, that whole story, these, these three characters are put in this backdrop of Hollywood changing from when they're working in the fucking worst conditions possible to when they first introduce sound. Like it it goes from movies that don't have any sound, don't have any, any, like the music is played on set. So they, the characters know what's going on. Right. Like it's like a silent film to, to regular movies to like picture movies like this to the modern day movies and how Hollywood changing affects these three characters. Ah. Right. This movie, I was so emotionally invested in some scenes and other scenes. I was like at a distance, right? Like I felt at arm's length, like I wanted to, to like some scenes more. I'm like, I know what they're, I think I know what they're trying to do here. and uh, what Chazelle is trying to do here. But then I'm like, Oh, I can't really get there. I can't get to what he's doing. But then there's moments where I'm just in pure, just tears are coming out of my head because it's so beautiful, right? I'm like, oh, this is what movies are actually made for. And it's a mixture of everything. It's like, I don't know how to describe it, but the best way to describe it is like you doing cocaine, you're reading a book and riding a bike at the exact same time. Like that's what this feels like. You you sniffed coke, you're riding your bike and you're you're reading a book, right? And it's so chaotic. The movie is so crazy. Like I was sweating cuz I yeah. was just like, god, this movie is crazy. Crazy as fuck. But yeah, there there's certain moments of the movie where I understood what he's going for and i'm not quite there with you even though i you know we're trying to showcase hollywood in all of its forms the good and the bad and the ugly and i understand that but i think after a second watch because it's already getting better in my head the more i think about it after a second watch i think i'll like it more but if you're interested or if anyone's interested in watching this movie because oh you like damien chazelle you like whiplash actually see it i love damien chazelle i think one of the great things you're talking about yeah he's very good at like contrasting yeah so like you said like well the like the very um like fuck what was i gonna say like bright very uh fun side of hollywood yeah versus the uh ill what the fuck am i looking at oh my god there's a scene in this movie you will not believe this scene. Really? Yeah. There's a surprise cameo in this. In this. Really? And as soon as he's, as soon as this person shows up, you're kind of just like, well, I don't know. Did you do the trailer? Can I don't remember it that much. Okay. Well then, yeah. So when once this surprise character shows up, you are about to experience one of the most craziest shit you've ever experienced. That's awesome. Yeah. And I don't know if it was my theater, but this scene, like the 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 color. The color grading changed and it just looked weird. I was like, what is going on? I'm gonna I'm tripping right now. What is going on right now? 
and yeah and there's like oh yeah this i guess this is this is hollywood right this is the very uh dark side of hollywood um, he's very good at showcasing both sides like um yeah like in uh fucking whiplash oh my like, god like like the, the the intensity yeah. of like uh the fucking uh what's his name the jk simmons JK, character. JK character versus the more like soft timid side of his family right or like in uh, la la land between the two main characters emma stone story yeah yeah and then so like you get those like he's very good at showcasing like okay this is what fucking an epic looks like but then it's yeah. just like okay this is kind of the like real side of it yeah. it looks like shit like no like and they interact with each other i, yeah. I, I like but like the way he yeah directs that and i'm i'm in the middle with this movie because there's I'm, i have really highs and some lows and not a lot of lows but um it kind of evens out for me this mm-hmm. movie this movie book, if I recommend it to you, I don't know if you're gonna love it or you're gonna hate it. Like it's it's a it's a movie that was made to be divisive. And like either you you love this movie, you love every aspect of this movie, you think it's one of the best movies ever made, or you feel like this movie is a piece of dog shit that is trying to do something very big and bold and bombastic because it's bold. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's bold. This movie is like, oh shit, okay. Mm-hmm. I know why they put a lot of money into this and it's losing a lot of money. I think because it's so it's so daring. It's not conventional at all. This movie is um very different. And I I whether it's Brian or whoever's listening, I am very interested to see what you guys think of that. Is this a showing? Um, cause I want, dude. Let me see. Like after COVID, I was like, "Fuck, I I miss like so many." Me too. Movies. Yeah, we missed a lot of good releases that were here. Yeah. Um, I don't know if. Let me see. Uh, I hope it's still showing because if it's an album, I'm gonna watch it this week. Fuck it. Yeah, let me see. I'm looking at that in the well too. Fuck. Yeah, the whale. The whale's another one that I want to watch. It's not on. It's not Alamo. Century. It's not a Century. It's it's, it might be on Alamo. I don't know what's not on Alamo. It's not. So I don't know if it was. I mean, it lost a lot of money. So it wasn't on theaters for a long time. <sighs> so if it is on VOD, watch it anyway. Um. Okay. But yeah, this one, one it's one of those rare movies that I understand it being divisive. I understand it. You know, there's movies where you're like, oh yeah, people just either you get it or you don't get it, and then you watch it, and you're like, how can anyone think this movie's bad, right? Or how can people think this movie's good? I can see both ways with this one. Yeah. Um, because I don't even know how to feel, right? But I, awesome. I did feel things. That's awesome. And that's what movies are made for, right? So I really liked Babylon. I'd recommend it to everyone to see their taste just to figure out or just to have a conversation about mm-hmm. this movie in detail because you kind of do need to talk about details, you know, more in depth about these characters with spoilers. So, but that's another one that I've been watching. Okay. Um, on to Brian again. Uh, next one, I watched uh, Whip It. Whip It. Whip It, directed by Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. I had no idea. When you Starring told me, uh, Elliot Page. Yeah. When you told me that this movie was directed by Drew Barrymore, I was like, are you serious right now? I had no she idea. She has two movies. Oh, what's the other one? Do you know the other one? I can check right now. Yeah, check. Uh, yeah, she yeah. directed Our Best Coast Hour Deal. Oh, wow. Okay. That's it. Okay. That's it. What a but legend, Drew Barrymore. This movie is like a, a, a coming of age movie and set in 2009. Or the movie came out in 2009. I think probably movie set in like early 2000s, mid 2000s. Uh, Set in a small town in Texas. Hey, represent. Hey, right here. Got me. (laughs) You got me. And it's about like, it's a coming of age, 
but with a roller derby tournament happening i'm already sold. with it and i'm it's, already sold. it's fucking awesome yeah it's like oh i don't really know my place in the world like like my parents expect me to be this way like mm-hmm. conservative parents expect me to be this way but i'm not so like what do i do and then she finds this fucking roller derby tournament underground thing happening and it's fucking intense yeah it's like they're actually like hitting each other it's, yeah they go hard they go crazy they're yeah. brutal yeah. i didn't know this yeah and it's just awesome it's a fun time it's a good time That's if you haven't watched this it's a, it's a sleeper mm-hmm. it's a sleeper i think it's sure on hbo max but uh fucking go watch it mm-hmm. it's fun yeah it's awesome yeah i'm so happy i watched it. i want to watch it again it's that type of movie where it's like oh no no like, let's watch it again like mm-hmm. it's fucking fun um is Elliot Page the only recognizable person in this movie? No, hell no. Oh, there's a lot fucking, of movies. This cast is crazy. Uh, so we have uh, Elliot Page, uh, Aaliyah Shawcat. I actually don't know who. Uh, Kristen Wiig. Okay. Drew Barrymore herself. Oh, she's in the movie too. Yes. Uh, Shannon Egan. Okay. Uh, there's someone else in this movie that that's very recognizable. Oh my god! Okay, Jimmy Fallon's in this movie. Really? Jimmy Fallon's in this movie, and there's moments. There's a. There, I wrote in my letterbox review. There's large portions of this movie where Jimmy Fallon is legit screaming because he's like the commentator for oh, okay. the roller derby. So like, other than that, the movie's amazing. But he really is just screaming, and I'm like, shut the fuck <laughs> up, Jimmy Fallon, please. Yeah. Uh, Zoe Bell, um, Juliet Lewis. There's there's a bunch of people. This movie's fucking. Uh, Andrew Wilson he plays okay. like this like this coach. He's fucking funny as shit. He's awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, this movie's awesome. That's good. This movie's man. great. I'm, it's a fun time. Watch I'm, it. I'm glad that little small movies like hidden gems are like discovered either by you or by me. It's like where you can recommend it to people. I don't even I don't even know if this is a small movie. Is it? I mean, well, it feels like jam packed action. Like. Is it probably, maybe maybe it was big maybe maybe because I just haven't heard 2009 of it. you were we were like 10 we years old babies, we were kids yeah. right yeah. like this movie's great yeah. it's, it's fucking awesome well I'm definitely gonna want to put that on my list because I had no idea I love Drew Barrymore it's and it's great I, I had no idea she would direct this movie it's great so I got you gotta support the 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 women directors bro yeah because she only has two movies that's yeah. What's crazy yeah well she's like a talk show host now. I need more from her I yeah. want to watch more movies from her because this was fun yeah we we gotta convince we gotta write a letter to her to her talk show yeah. like hey can you direct another movie. Because you, we know we we need you. I saw Whip It. Come on. So we, we saw Whip It, and we we want you to whip out another. Yeah. We want you to whip out another classic. Yeah. Um, I'll definitely check that shit out. It, 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 what did you watch it on? Do you remember? HBO Max again. HBO Max. HBO Max has a fucking bunch of good. It good really movies. does, man. It's if it wasn't for like all this chaos with HBO Max, it would be the best streaming platform <sighs> for yep. sure. Um, um, I think one of the 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 last ones, at least the last one for me, and then we can go back to you if you have a last one. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw the menu. Um, yes, I saw the menu too. So the menu as well. Also, mm-hmm. oh, we, we can both talk about the menu. Um, so spoilers for the menu because we both have seen it. Um, it came out in theaters. I missed it in theaters. Barely missed it, but it was on uh, HBO. HBO Max. HBO Max. It's on HBO Max. So me and my girlfriend saw it. Um, really fun. I had a really good time with this movie. Um, I had no idea what it was about because I didn't see any of the trailers. Um, but I heard the trailer, so I kind of got the gist of yeah. it, right? There's a lot of times where I can get away with that, but this movie is very... Like, I heard it, so I'm like, I, I recognize what's happening. Um, so I kind of knew it was, like, kind of horror-y, kind of funny. Yes, chef! Yes, chef! Yes, chef, right? No, chef! Um, 
and I love you too, chef. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This movie is very like, it's a, it's a commentary on, on, you know, how people view themselves with, with high art, whether it's high cuisine, yeah. they think of themselves above people. Nicholas Holt's character is so funny in this movie because mm-hmm. he's like, like the biggest fanboy of this chef and taking pictures of the fucking <laughs> meals. And I'm like, oh, do you think the chef's mad at me because I took a fucking picture? And Ani Taylor Joy is like, I'm just along for the ride. I don't really care. It's like, this tastes like shit. It tastes like shit. Like, are doesn't you, matter. Are you serious? Yeah. You or, like this? You like this? Like, he's really making fun of me. Like, no, you don't. He's the, what we just said. You don't get it. Yeah. You don't get yeah, it. Yeah, he's yeah, that yeah, guy, yeah. right? You just don't get what's going on. And then there's other people who don't give a fuck that they're there. He's like, the, the, What's his face? I can't remember his name. Um, it's the the famous the chef or the no uh, the 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 person who plays the famous actor in the movie. Oh, um, the Latino. Like, yeah, um, Andy. No, no. Uh, John Leguizamo. Yeah, John Leguizamo. Uh, John Leguizamo's character, where he's just like, I, I know the chef. That's why I got this thing, and and they're like, Yeah, do you really know the chef? No, I don't. I don't know the chef. And so when start when shit starts hitting the fan, where like oh yeah, everyone's gonna die here tonight. Yeah, that's the experience, right? The whole he's like, no, you don't get this. Chef is like very experimental, and he just loves to do this shit. And and I'm very curious to see what you thought about the whole movie. This movie is great. Yeah, I really this mm-hmm. this this is another movie that's like it's an experience. Yeah, I'm Anya Taylor Joy experiencing this fucking wild world of yeah. elitism. Yeah. And good food, bad food, I don't fucking care, whatever. No. But like just this just this like central located place where you where you're filming this and it's 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 very this movie can very feel small in scope, mm-hmm. but the performances kind of make it feel wider, bigger. Yeah. Anya Taylor Joy's performance and, and the chef fuck. Ralph Fiennes. Ra- Ralph Fiennes yeah, yeah, yeah. phenomenal. Oh yeah. my god, just Harry great. Potter. The boy who lives come to dine, right? <laughs> like that's like I kept thinking about that the quote the entire time I was watching the movie. Um, um but no, I I, re- I really enjoyed this movie. It was it was a fun time. Um, the only thing I wish this movie was it was a bit more insane. But that's just me. I was just like, I really wish this movie was like a bit more like, kind of fucking wicked. Yeah, like psychotic. Yeah. But I'm fine with what we got. I, I think it was great. Yeah, the movie the movie's good. I do. I have criticisms about the movie. Maybe it's because I did watch the trailer or l- heard the trailer. Interesting. I knew that there was twists coming and stuff like that. So whenever things started going crazy, I wasn't like, oh my God, this is insane. I was more of like, okay, this is just about elitism and I'm just going to focus on that as the narrative. So it was good, but I think I've seen better talking about that topic. Movies oh, about yeah. elitism and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. But it was a good time nonetheless. It was a fun right? time. It was a fun time. Like, I heard people comparing it to like, you seen Barbarian, right? Yeah. Comparing it to Barbarian, Smile. I'm like, I, I think those are more elevated than what the menu. The menu is more traditionally told, right? The, the menu is more like, this is a shit. This this chef is really weird. What is he doing? He's kind of eerie. All oh, this crazy shit's going on. Um, and so I wasn't really blown away by the movie, but I really did enjoy the movie. Yeah, I don't think every movie needs yeah. to blow you away. It, it just needs to be fun, like entertaining, and like. Like do uh, their jobs well, and I think this movie does that. Yeah, I think I was we've just been spoiled this this past year in 2022. Yeah, where people were like, "Oh, the menu, the menu, the menu." So I'm like, I'm excited, and I was like, "Oh, the, I was shocked how I liked." It. I was like, "Oh, that's good," but I was like, "Hmm, I thought it was, I was thought it was gonna be more." 
which is this sh- I should never do. I know better than to think. Oh my god, I gotta expect the world. Yeah, but uh, but like uh, the okay spoilers uh-huh. real quick. So if you didn't, uh, if you're listening, yeah, we like the movie. Yes, right. But like yes. a quick spoiler. Quick spoiler. When they're like putting that that like uh, that CEO. They're like hanging him from yeah. the thing, like with his fucking wings, and he's like uh-huh. falling down. I thought like a shark was gonna fucking come. Oh, really? Or something. Just come out? I thought some like crazy shit was yeah. happening, but he, they just drowned him. Yeah. I, that's, I was like, I was like, wait, I was like, because it, it happens for a long time. He's like falling, yeah. and you're like, what's happening? Is he gonna like what's gonna happen? And he just drowns. Like, oh, okay, yeah. But like parts like that, I was like, oh, I wish it was like a bit more like crazy. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, I did like the ending though, with the cheeseburger. Yeah, the cheeseburger. Yeah, where it's like. I just want a fucking cheeseburger. Everything tastes like shit. Stop feeding me this fucking dog shit. <laughs> yeah. These people are lying. Every part, every uh, scene where like the the critics are talking mm-hmm. about the food. Oh like, my God. So you know, funny. Oh my God. It's it's just so like experimental. And like, he, I understand why he's doing this. Like the bread, like, like, uh, like the bread is for the common people and we're not common. Like, I totally understand. And I get it. Oh my God. This is amazing. And they all get fucking burned alive. Yeah. They, they all get s'mored. It's, it's funny. S'mored. Yeah. It's awesome. Like the, the most catastrophic everything that could happen in food so yeah. we're gonna do that today yeah. with all of us right that was great i love the the assist the not the, the the critic i like but the assistant to the critic where like you'll say something and then the, the critic will actually disagree He's like oh, actually no yeah I yeah saw yeah that yeah, yeah, yeah right? that's so that's fucking funny and dude. like the the chef's like you really gonna just fucking go along with everything that she says like do you have an opinion of your own she's like well i do you know it, it's i love that character because there are a lot of people can fall into that where they'll think of an opinion or mm. they list they look at anthony fantano or these characters like you know what i actually do i actually do really like that actually now that i think about it you know yeah um it's really funny um yeah i know i thought i had a really fun time with the menu and i'm glad we both saw it so we can do spoilers mm-hmm. for it. um anna taylor joy is really good she's great yeah um yeah, I think that's... Nicholas Holt's character is actually... is the best character. He's the best yeah, character. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. so funny. I, I'm sad he got killed off like in the middle of the movie, but like it was needed. That guy... <laughs> that, fuck that kid. I, my, favorite, my favorite scene is when uh, he's like, okay, so I need you to cook, yeah. right? And he's like, what? He's like, cook. 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 And he just says cook like 10 times. And he's like, oh, okay. And he's like cooking for the for everyone. And he's like, okay, I'm going to need this. They're like, yes, chef. And they bring him the stuff. And he just keeps eating it louder. He's like crying. He's like making it. He's like, okay, does it look like it done? He's like, yeah, it's, it's done. Right? And it's just fucking dog shit. It's like the, I like when they um serve the platter and they have like this little insert cut mm-hmm. of like what the thing is. And it's like, whatever the fuck this guy made or whatever. Or, <laughs> yeah, pile of shit that he made. And yeah, and he just killed himself. And it's so. I remember my, my girlfriend was like, "Oh my god, he knew that everyone was gonna die." I'm like, "Yeah, he's he's in it for the experience. He doesn't give a fuck, yeah. you know." He's like, "You just don't get it. We're gonna die for a good cause, you know, for the art." <laughs> it's like, who cares, you know? Like, yeah. You shouldn't. As much as we love movies, and like, he's a piece of shit for inviting her because she, he thinks of her as like an a, a person that he can throw away. Yeah. Too, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And as much as we love art and we love movies, like reality is where. You know, we're grounded we're, yeah. we're, we're, as in like we're supposed to be grounded in reality. Yeah. Right. And so these elitists, whether it's like film critics or art critics or music critics who think of themselves better than you because they have watched more movies or have read more books or have listened to more albums who or have seen movies from the beginning of time or have listened to the first album ever made who think they know more about you because of the terminology when in reality, 
They is the probably food don't good? know what the fuck they're talking yeah, about yeah. either. Yeah, is the food good? Yeah, exactly. Can you make a fucking cheeseburger? Exactly. I can make you the best fucking cheeseburger in town. And it's like, okay, let me see it. Oh, that's delicious. And I'm full. That's it. I'm going to take it to go. Yeah. And it's just like, it's so simple. It roots back to just like the American cheeseburger, you know? Can you... Can can you make something that I can enjoy? It's very interesting because it is a movie, and a lot of the movies we got this year are very traditional. Yeah, but they're great because of that. We're yeah. Talking about Way of the Water, fucking yeah. Maverick. Yeah, you know, Barbarian. Very simple stories, but like are captivating. Yeah, and I think yeah, just the whole metaphorical sense of the, what the cheeseburger represents. Yeah, because like you've Daniel Taylor Joy's grilling him. It's like you've been obsessed with trying to create this out of world experience or critiquing the experience. It's like can you serve food that people enjoy? And he's like, yeah, of course. But it, he's kind of shook. Like no one's actually told him this shit before have been, has been real with him. Yeah. It's like, can you make me a cheeseburger and me enjoy it? He's like, I'm going to make you the best. The best fucking cheeseburger. The best fucking cheeseburger. Like, yeah. I'm going to make you the best fucking cheeseburger. Looks so it did. I'm a vegetarian. Oh, and I was like, damn, that shit looks good as yeah. fuck. Right. And when she eats it too, it's like, yep. God damn. Yep. Yeah. Um, fire. But yeah, uh, the menu is really good. Definitely give it a watch. If you're just like, you know, at a movie night on the weekend, you'll definitely have really fun with this one. Um, last movie? Yeah, last movie. Last Brian. movie. I saw Coda won Best Picture. Best Picture winner last year. 2021. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, two years ago. Sorry. Two, two years ago now. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. 2023. Damn. God damn. <laughs> Time is flying. No, man. Yeah. Um, Listen, I wrote in my letterbox review. I said, mm-hmm. definitely Oscar bait, Disney Channel original thing going on here. Yes. <laughs> but it packs a lot of heart. That's good. God damn, it packs mm-hmm. a lot of heart, man. Um, so have you seen this movie? Do you know I what it's about? I haven't seen Coda, but I kind of know what it's about. About um, this girl who has parents. Deaf, deaf parents, right? Yeah, her deaf brother too. Um, so the movie really focuses on her. Mm-hmm. Instead of like the the parents or the brother, like the family with who are deaf, and so that decision alone already kind of makes it like a Disney Channel because it is coming of age. It mm-hmm. it is like uh, like she's in high school, she's about to graduate. The Troy Bolton thing, where like I want to sing, father, yeah. you know, she's doing the same thing. But like yeah. in her case, she she's really good at singing, but she also has deaf parents who hear her sing. Yeah, they don't know how good she is, stuff like that. What I love about this movie is this is scenes with the deaf parents, the, with the brother, and just how they showcase living mm-hmm. with people who have disability or just living with disability in general. Yeah, I think that was really great because these actors are actually deaf. Yeah, they're they're actually deaf. Yeah, he um he won best supporting actor. No, did he? I think he did. That's great. And he, like his. The speech was really. Oh my god, he was, he really was cool. fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna try to find his name real quick. His name is Troy Kotzer. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. Oh my god. Yeah. Even though they can't speak, their facial expressions are so like vivid. They're so. They they speak for themselves essentially. Yeah, I think that's why representation matters. Like you know, like for yes. real, for real. So like these, um, like whenever you see someone. And adequately, accurately represents who you are. Like it's like, wow. And then you can, as it's a filmmaker, great. you can unlock that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just, I, I love, I love this speech too. I remember, although not being deaf, but like living with a disability, mm-hmm. I, I found a lot of 
characteristics that like felt very personal to me mm-hmm. yeah that when they were showcased on film i was like whoa yeah that's fucking great yeah i'm glad they're talking about this yeah this is really good yeah but it's still kind of oh, it's kind of held back by the oscar bait thing yeah by the troy bolton thing yeah, bro where it's yeah. like i just want to sing yeah type shit which it's fine it, yeah. it's still it, it gets the job done in my opinion yeah i guess it gets the job done that's and a lot of people really don't like it for that reason. They hate they hate it for that reason. I yeah. read articles because I really wanted to like deep dive this movie. Like yeah. uh, there's a New York Times article where like um, a person who's deaf is talking about the movie and talking talking about other people like showed it to other people who mm-hmm. who are deaf. And there's like okay, this is what they thought about the movie. This is how they felt. They really didn't like this part of the movie. They thought this was like terrible. Like why did they do that? This would never happen. Yeah. Other parts like no, this is great. I'm glad we're getting representation in film. This pushing pushing uh this forward for our community yeah that's i thought thought that was great there's aspect in the movie where i guess it's considered plot hole but it's like kind of not but it kind of is it's very integral to the film Mm and its plot where she the main character is very is an interpreter for her family yeah so she's very helpful but she's also growing up wants to go to college wants to leave wants to leave right so there's that aspect of it she feels the guilt of leaving, but it's all I don't. I can't tell. No, they definitely have iPhones in this movie. Oh. So like in 1990, the bill was signed to like basically help people who are disabled. Yeah. So like now, if you are deaf, you can have a person like sign to you, mm-hmm. like hey, uh, I can be your interpreter for free mm-hmm. from the government. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't always happen in that case. Sometimes you have to fight really hard to get an interpreter. Oh wow. Or just someone to help you in general if oh. you are disabled. Um, you have to jump through hoops. It's fucking a lot of bullshit. But in this movie it really banks on the films like no we need her to help him help us but i i kind of let it slide just a little bit because there there are parts of the film because it is coming of age you still have the the you still see the side of the parents Mm -hmm. where it's like i don't want my baby girl to leave you know you still get that side so i i understand i understand the decision to do that yeah um it's a fine film i thought the actors uh let me pull them up again um the the main character of Emily Jones playing Ruby Rossi, I thought she was phenomenal. But but really, the the parents are great. I mean, yeah. the mom Mar- Marley Matlin plays mm-hmm. Jackie Rossi. Mm-hmm. She's fucking. This movie's hilarious. The, yeah. the, the, the the mom and the dad are funny as shit in this yeah. movie. This movie's great. And Troy Kotsur, I, I think. Yeah. I don't I don't know the other nominees in in the. For best supporting, so uh, I don't best know. supporting. Yeah, let me actually. I have pulled it pulled up. But he won. I'm I'm glad that he won. because uh, he was great. Let me see. Uh, either he won that or the Golden Globe. I remember him writing a speech. Best supporting actor is actor actress actor in a supporting role winner. Yeah, Troy Kotzer. Yeah, for Coda. Yeah, Coda. Yeah. Uh, he did phenomenal. Marley Matlin, the brother, um, Freddie Walsh, Pilo playing Miles. Did great. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just mainly a lot of the scenes having to do with like living with disability, mm-hmm. living with those who don't. Yeah, that were, yeah, top notch. They were great. They were great. I, re- I really like them. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's my. Re- it's it's a fine movie. Yeah. It, but it it will make you cry. I did cry at the end. Uh, it, it did the thing. It did. The it Oscar did. The, yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, dude. yeah. Come on. Yeah, and and that's why I haven't seen this movie, and I could watch it, and I probably will watch it soon, but. I think I had a bad taste in my mouth because I wanted another movie to win that year, and I was like, "Oh man, Coda!" 
I kind of forgot that I won Best Picture. Yeah. Exactly. And then that, then that Apple TV with Timothy Chalamet. That's yeah. why I watched this movie. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, Coda did win Best Picture. That's why I watched it. <laughs> yeah. Timothy Chalamet, bro. Yeah. He got He's me to everywhere. watch this movie. He's everywhere. Which, honestly. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. Good for Coda. Uh, but this movie's fine. It's, it's fine. Good. There's some really, like, mo- there's some really strong moments that will pull on your heartstrings. Yeah. Make you cry. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it's fine. It's good. It's good. Yeah, that's good. I would watch it for the performances. Nice. The okay. Parents. Then, yeah. Great. That's good. Because isn't Eugenio Derbez is in here too? The the, the Mexican actor at the end. Yes, yes, he yeah. The the music teacher, the yeah. choir teacher. Yeah, because I remember he's him. really good too. He's yeah. funny. Yeah, I remember him being in in like on stage, and I was like Eugenio Derbez, like what what is he doing there? Um, but yeah, he. Uh, I'll watch it then. I'll watch it. It's on Apple TV, so mm-hmm. I'll give it a shot. But um, but yeah, that's it for our recent watches, and that's it for the show, ladies and gentlemen. It's the first time back in a while. Um. We wanted to get a lot of our recent watches out of the way because it's been a lot. We missed out on a lot. Yeah. Uh, we didn't even get to music this episode, but there's been a lot of music too, so we can get to that next episode. Yeah. But as always, make sure to follow us on social media at Think Movie Show on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok at, at Think Movie, and on YouTube at Think Movie Show. Just look up YouTube.com and then Think Movie Show. We should pop up um, because, you know, We've already put out a lot of content, and so not a lot of people use our name. So thankfully, that's good. Yeah. Like when I look up Think Movie on on Safari or on Google, like we pop up. Our podcast pops yeah, up. Yeah, pop up. So yeah, look us up on YouTube because we post all of the clips. Mm-hmm. These are long episodes, two yeah. hours, an hour and a half episodes. So I'm gonna get back on. I haven't posted in a while. Yeah, yeah. We have. Now I'm gonna start. You yeah, know, posting. Yeah, same thing on TikTok. If you want. You know, small little clips from the show that's funny. But yeah, on YouTube, if you if you just want to watch the clip of like segments of of what we're talking about, yeah. they're going to be on YouTube. Think movie show. Yeah, think movie show. Um, you can follow uh, me on Letterbox at I'm pull it right here just because I think I've missed said it a Same, couple of times. I have to. It's um at Frank Lopez underscore fourteen, and then if you want to follow me on TikTok <clears throat> on Twitter, it's at Cisco Lopez underscore at Cisco Lopez. I'm pulling that up too because I gotta be, we gotta make sure it's right. It's because I re- recently changed it because I want it to be everything the same. It's at Cisco Lopez underscore fourteen. It's on Twitter and on on TikTok at Cisco Lopez underscore fourteen and then Frank Lopez underscore fourteen on Letterbox. Brian, where can the people find you? You can find me Instagram, Twitter at Brian Prado B R Y P R A D O, and on Letterbox at Brian Prado. Uh, what else? Think movie show mm-hmm. on YouTube. Yes, TikTok. I don't really post. I don't really look at TikTok. No. But uh, yeah, you more control like the YouTube stuff. I'm more control like TikTok. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, Brian Prado, uh, there too. So yeah, that's about it. Yeah, it's about it. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this. Um, this episode. I know it's a lot of information that we just gave you about the movies that we've been watching, all that good stuff. But we're we're just excited to be back. We just mm-hmm. wanted to record an episode just yeah. to update y'all. That'll be it for this week's, and uh, we hope you had a good time listening to us talk again for two hours um but yeah so look at the time like yeah. holy fuck yeah two hours so um uh yeah thanks for listening guys and uh, we hope you have a a safe week see you later guys see you